This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the flagship podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. I have to break it to you. I, I normally record this show pantsless. And Rich Crage. My God, just, it's like, just play along with it. It's wrestling, man. Just let yourself go for a minute. And we are live on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. What do you want to talk about, Joe? What's on your mind? So what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> a little 2A dub. A little Daichi Hashimoto. I've watched a lot of Big Japan lately, but I guess we can uh, we can have some Big Japan talk. Yeah, not much. There actually was a big time Big Japan match. Oh, this there week. you go. Great. I didn't watch it, but I'm sure it was great. <laughs> I'll write about it. I think it was... Uh... Yuji Okabayashi versus, or was it Sekimoto? Well, it's probably probably one of the two. Of the two. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> to flip a coin. You're probably right. So, against Iri Shigehiro Iri. Okay. okay. All right. All right. I've got it in the queue, and um, there'll probably be a written review on that. But uh, obviously, the order of business is the AEW drama. Rich. Really? Okay. All right. All right. Because we have, I mean, we have Clash at the Castle. We do. Uh, a show that I definitely watched. Uh, NXT Worlds Collide, a show I also absolutely watched. Um, Noah's running the Tokyo Dome, so I, I thought we were going to do an extensive recap of, of, of the last time Noah was at the, the Tokyo Dome, uh, Destiny 2005. We might actually still do that. That might still actually happen. And uh, Royal Rumble is going to be taking place from the Alamo with Dome. The, so With the N1 final. The N1 was, final, of course. Did you watch that? Uh, <laughs> look. It's been a week. It's been a week. I, uh, it's hard to fit time in to watch other wrestling when uh, the wrestling world is exploding around you and you're trying to figure out what's going on and all this sort of stuff. So um, I admit, I, 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 uh, my, my, my viewing of, of other wrestling has been pretty poor uh, this week. So, uh, but Well, someone on this show watched it all. <laughs> Thank so. you. Thank you for uh, carrying the load here. Um, will, I mean, we we're doing this a day early, days. to be fair. Usually my, my day is Wednesday and then Thursdays, but uh, somebody wants to watch the uh, St. Louis Rams. The uh, They won the Super Bowl, right? St. Louis Rams, right? Um, the St. Louis I'm Rams haven't existed for six years. They do in my heart. God damn it. Uh, they did win the Super Bowl, uh, you know, some 22 years ago, if that's what you're referring that to. That is what I'm referring to, but, yeah. Are they doing like a reunion show with that? That's now they had the 20th anniversary. Corey two years Holt's going to show there. He's going to hang out. And... Who's the uh, who's fact. the kick returner? I always like that guy. Who's the uh, fast kick returner guy? Tony Horn. No, uh, he had a cooler name than that. Um, he, oh, he might have. Was... You know, honestly, he may have been in the uh, not in the 1999. He may have been the the team that lost to Tom Brady. Um, Tony Horn was 100 percent the kick returner on the 99 Rams. <laughs> no, it's not the 99 Rams guy. It's whoever I would have used in Madden. Uh, it was not. Um, are you possibly referring to Azahir Hakim? Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. He was a punt returner, yes. sir, oh, not I'm a sorry. kick returner. I apologize. Uh, and and number three was he wide on the receiver. team then? Was he on the team at that time? He was on the ninety nine. There you team, go. Yeah. Okay, so hey, I'm right ish. Yeah, he wore number eighty one, and and then uh, he left as a free agent 
for the Saints, and then Torrey Holtz, which from 88 to 81. I could do Rams history all night. We might <laughs> have really to. I mean, there's not a ton else going on, so I think that might be uh, might be time for Rams history, a, a topic I – I can't. I can't tell you anything about the current Rams or the ones that just won the Super Bowl. But I can. I can talk about Dexter McLeon all day if you want. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm... Dexter McLeon. Now that's a poll. That is a poll. I can't believe you know who Dexter. I, of course, is. I know who Dexter McLeon is. Yeah, I used to play. Oh, oh, that, those oh, are my formative. I know. Those are my formative Madden years, man. And that, and that was a, a formative Madden year team. I mean, that that's a team I use constantly. Uh, they were good, which helped. <laughs> they were also every player was fast. Uh, the defense was great. Offense was great. The team should have won a Super Bowl if you ask me. But you know, at least more they than one. But they were more than one, I guess. Wow, you're just you know. <laughs> Everybody knows Adam Archuleta, though. That's not a big poll, right? If you give Adam Nothing's Archuleta good enough for you, um, Archuleta was on the. 2001 team that lost the Patriots. He was not on the 99. Team. Got it. Okay, there you go. There you go. But yeah. uh, was Dexter McLean, he was on both? Yes. Okay. Who was, oh, there was a linebacker I used to, I can't believe we're doing this. London Fletcher. The London, thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue. I was going to get London Fletcher, but. I'm helping you out. Because I always played as, uh, I, I don't know what you, uh, if you chose a position uh, on the Madden field, but I was always the middle linebacker. I don't know if you were like one of those lame asses that picked like defensive tackle and just let the, you know, let the computer do it all or defensive end or whatever. I was always middle linebacker, so. Would depend on the down and distance. What I would pick. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So sometimes I like to take the free safety. That's and so risky, though. It's so risky. It is, but Rich, I had what they called stick skills. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, one sec. Shut up. Trunk candidate is that a guy? Trunk candidate was yeah. He again. He was on the two thousand one team, but not on the ninety nine. Okay, see, I, I think my formative years of the two thousand one. I don't know anything about that nineteen ninety nine team. So. He uh, Trung candidate probably had about ninety nine speed on Madden. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I think I made him and uh, Hakeem the 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 kick returners, and that was a, yeah. a, a real tough combo with a uh, Trung candidate and Azahir Hakeem. Uh, I think I also put Trung at like my lead wide receiver because he could just you just do like <laughs> slant and he would just go. And uh, yeah, yeah, if he got he, it to uh, him, he'd, he'd run away from everybody else. Yeah, Trung a much candidate. maligned a much maligned draft pick. Like, <laughs> not as good in real life as he was in men. Well, people felt like he was just drafting another offensive toy when the team well, had other, uh, <laughs> which is exactly what. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fair. You know, so um, yeah, but that's uh, that's your stroll down the 2001 yeah, Rams you all uh, to. Mem- memory lane. But so, yeah, that's why I didn't watch shit because uh, you took one of my one of my watching days away from me, so you could watch your stupid. They getting they getting the rings? Are they putting up a banner? Probably. I'll, I'll be there at kickoff. I'm, okay, you're not, you don't watch all that stuff? You don't really care about, like, the two and a half hours of guys I, I getting rings? For the gimmicks. I want to watch the game. Massive rings that uh, they can barely wear on their hands. So, AEW, Joe. Uh, a few things happen in there, uh, in that company. So Ludicrous. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Uh, very excited. All right, let, let's get to the uh, let's get to the matter at hand here. Uh, all elite wrestling shows. Some things have happened. Uh, we did an instant reaction live immediately following uh, AEW All Out on Sunday. Uh, at that time, we knew, oh boy, there's uh, some stuff happening. CM Punk had a bit of a, a tirade in the in the media scrum press conference, and people weren't that happy, and things were going on, and yada yada yada, and that little by little, little by little, things trickled out. To now where we are here on Wednesday, we are doing this show, of course, 
in the midst of AEW Dynamite. We'll have that in the, on in the background so we can uh, we can we can follow up with any big news uh, that comes up. This is one of those weeks. Are are, are you allowing spoilers once again in the Note Up chat room uh, for Dynamite? Now I, I'm watching it. I can see most of the things, but. Uh, uh, the listeners do want to know: are, are they allowed to spoil things on the No Dope? Well, we right? watched we watched the first half hour where, where all of the pertinent news that we're going to need has already occurred. I would say that if there's something important in terms of all the controversies that are swirling, then yeah, they can feel free in the chat to discuss that. Okay, so there you go. So if if, if, if something new comes up and you find something out about all this uh, turmoil going on, not necessarily the show. We'll have the show on. We'll we'll know. But I, I'm with you. I think we've we've seen the. The big part of the show already has, has probably passed, and now we're just like kind of a business as usual show uh, for for the rest of the way. But uh, business as usual as they vacate two major titles and have a tournament in the midst of there. But that's where we're at these days with uh, AEW and with wrestling. That is a a, a just a normal uh, run of the mill show. But uh, yeah, things have gotten wild since Sunday. Uh, little by little, news trickling out. While we were doing the show, there was a little bit of a hey, you know, the Young Bucks may have gotten into a a bit of a, a tussle with uh, the CM Punk, and oh, maybe Kenny Omega was available. And then no, there's black eyes, and this guy's hurt, and, that guy, and we had no idea. And it all kind of on Monday started trickling out, and then of course on Tuesday is when everything really started getting going. Uh, and now today we have uh, some additional news here. So I'm going to read from a Sports Illustrated report uh, from Justin Barrasso. Actually, Barrasso. I yes. think that actually I think it might be better just to start with what. The, the dynamite's the latest. Maybe we should start there with what okay. Tony Khan had to say. Um, so dynamite opened up, and as expected, uh, Khan uh, he announced early in the day he would make the statement. So he, this is interesting because um, they announced that the world title and the trios titles were vacated. They didn't, now I watched the first half hour of the show. I watched Khan speak. No one has said CM Punk the Young Bucks, or Kenny Omega by name, at least in the half hour that I watched. Uh, I no, I have not heard them so, yet. Uh, they were not in the they, intro video as well. Right, and they didn't, and Khan didn't give a reason why these titles were being vacated. If you woke up out of a coma to watch <laughs> Dynamite, you would have no idea why CM Punk and the Elite have been stripped of these titles because they haven't mentioned them by name and they, and they did not... Um, tell us why these titles were now being vacated. So then uh, Khan went on to announce the Death Triangle versus Best Friends, what happened tonight to fill those titles, and then the brackets for the World Title Tournament, which will culminate with the final on Grand Slam with Hangman versus Brian Danielson tonight, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen on Rampage. Right, I hate which... to interrupt you, but uh, Mr. Caster has uh, has entered the building. Let's uh... <laughs> Let me see what he's got to say about uh, some matters. Oh, he's been interrupted by uh, by Swerve. Never mind. All right. It's a lot of pressure on Damn Max it. Caster. On yeah, they, I think they gave him a solid and said, you know what, yeah. pal? He came out and did, yo, yo, Rock yo, listen. Hook. And then Swerve came out yeah. to interrupt him. So I think I think he was sitting there. He had a writer's block all day being like, what can I say? What can I do? I, I that I was wondering, man, that guy was probably tossing and turning all day of like, oh, dear God, what am I going to do? So, um, no, it looks like they, they did him a solid and said, ah, take a week off there, pal. Take a week off, so. Yeah, so then Jericho and Moxley receiving first-round buys. Jericho faces the winner of Hangman Brian Danielson, which is later tonight if you are listening live. Um, and then Moxley faces the winner of Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. I didn't catch the date on those two matches. But uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen is on Rampage this That's round, on Rampage, this coming yeah, Friday. but I meant, I meant the next round. I don't oh, know those are going to be next back. week in Albany, next. so yeah, be uh, the 14th. They're both going to be on uh, Dynamite. Uh, yeah, yeah, both on Dynamite on the 14th, and then the finals uh, at Dynamite Grand Slam. Yeah. Um, and then 
you know, the final is on on uh, on Grand Slam, right? So he announced TK announced that, and uh, again, he gave no reasons for the titles being vacated. Then he gave a, a little bit of a rah rah speech. He said these are going to be very exciting weeks, you know, all that, uh, and uh, was very positive in 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 what he had to say, while not naming the particulars by name and not giving a reason that the titles were all of a sudden up for grabs. The announcers did not give a reason that the titles were now vacated. MJF comes out. He gets the huge babyface ovation. He's wearing the Buffalo Bills jersey. He cuts a very disingenuous babyface promo, but the fans are just going with it because they're just excited to see him. Um, you know, and, and he said he was just kidding about all of the terrible things he said about the company before and all that. Finally, Mox comes out, calls him out uh, for being disingenuous. Uh, the facade comes down. And uh, he admits that he's still the same old asshole that we've always known. Mox challenges him to a fight. And, of course, MJF takes a powder and gets out of there. And then Mox cuts a very impassioned promo. You could tell that he put all his heart and soul into this thing. Yeah, that was the hero speech. Um, the MJF was kind of the fake hero speech as he said, I'm going to be your hero. Yeah. I'm going to lead you through the dark times or whatever. Uh, and then he obviously was revealed very quickly as being a fraud. Uh, insert John Moxley, who comes in and cuts that hero's promo. And that was, I mean... That's a tough spot to be in. That's a tough. I mean, MJF is in a semi tough, but people are just gonna. I mean, he's he's coming back for the first time. It's the first time people have seen him uh, in months. He's coming back as kind of the hero who didn't leave and stayed or whatever. So he could have pretty much said anything, and he is MJF. So it's like he's incredible on the mic, and that was an all time great promo uh, from him. But the Moxie one, there was a lot of pressure on Mox to like deliver truly a okay. Let's all. Let's all huddle in and get this thing, you know, get through these dark times and move on and move forward and and, and be, be better. Uh, and it felt like that. I mean, he he nailed every single thing. I mean, that is the guy you bring out there is John Moxley to kind of rally the troops, so to speak, and, and rally the fans together. And, and yeah, he did a uh, he knocked it out of the park. He did a tremendous job. All right. So, yeah, I talked for about 90 seconds, but apparently nobody heard anything. So I'll do my best to just repeat my point and then uh, maybe we could chop this thing up for the. Uh, for, for the non-live listeners yeah, later. Yeah, of course. But, um, no, all I was saying is in terms of opening up uh, the, the Dynamite show, I thought they just did an outstanding job. Uh, MJF was outstanding. I thought Moxley was tremendous. They were very careful as well, not to mention CM Punk by name. There were references towards Moxley being put to sleep and things like that. But, again, it's, it's conspicuous that they're not naming these people. Uh, uh, that are suspended by name, but I thought Moxley was outstanding under the circumstances. Um, they couldn't have done a better job at open up, opening up the show. The crowd was hot. Both promos knocked it out of the park. I, you know, we're going to pivot towards Moxley MJF now, which is a shame. I feel bad for MJF because this long-term story with Punk will probably never see a conclusion at this point, or there's a good chance it will never see a conclusion. Although there are no confirmed reports he's fired, but I guess we'll get into all that in a mm -hmm. minute. Uh, I feel bad for Tony Khan. He probably had this long-term plan and vision for MJF and and Punk, and that'll probably, uh, again, uh, we may never see that play out. Uh, Moxley was supposed to take some time off after uh, losing the title, but you know he's, he's being a leader, and I thought there was a lot of passion in his promo. And there was a report that Moxley, Danielson, and Jericho did lead a talent meeting so those are the guys that are stepping up and taking control of the room. And I think we saw uh, a big-time example of that uh, uh, with Moxley and what I thought was just an absolute home run, home run promo out of him. 
Yeah, it was great. I mean, I I, I was a huge fan. I mean, obviously MJF, uh, his promo was was fantastic too. But but in the end, you know, it's 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 still the old MJF. He's still uh, always going to be heel. Whenever they're ready to turn that guy into like an uber mega babyface, though, they can absolutely do it. And we're right on the cusp of doing it. But it, to me, he feels very much like the uh, n- like late nineteen ninety eight Rock at this time, where the guy who was still he was still a heel, but like fans still fans were starting to realize, wait a minute, this guy's like really awesome. This guy's great at everything he does, and and maybe we need to start you know cheering him a little bit more. And it'll take uh, a little bit to, until I think they're fully ready to turn him babyface, and he's such a tremendous tremendous heel. Uh, but whenever they do want to do the babyface run with uh, MJF, it, 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be mega business. But there's a lot more money to be made. Uh, with him as the heel, so I'm perfectly fine with that happening uh, for a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, just a tremendous promo. Oh yeah, go ahead. You. Let me let me present this to you uh, before we get into the rest because we're going to get into the news, of course. And but I'm watching this these promos from MJF and Moxley, and I'm watching the first half hour of Dynamite, which was just you know outstanding, if not a little weird. And I, my tell me if you feel the same way that I felt in that I almost feel like there's a giant unspoken element or elephant in the room that has been removed. And is it possible that this was a very awkward bandaid that just needed to be removed with all of this drama and that maybe this will almost rally this roster, which has been much maligned over really over the summer with, because this is hardly the only backstage skirmish that we've seen. There's, you know, all of the talk of uh, so many people back there who aren't getting along. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise for this company. And maybe with these veterans that are rallying the troops and with the energy that I'm feeling on this episode of Dynamite, that this ends up being some kind of weird positive for this company. Oh, it's, it's your, very likely. Take on that? No, no, no. And I, I, I had the exact same thought. And we've, we've talked about this with AEW in the past that there has been times of, of, of great turmoil uh, in this company in the short time that this company has existed, and more times than not, it comes out with like a very, very good shows, people trying harder, uh, everybody kind of you know working their ass off. It feels you know you you would assume that, and and and, and it's going to come to a point sometime soon, I'm sure, and it does with every company where where that. You don't have the energy to do it anymore. You don't have the energy to reset and okay, rally everybody. All right, come on, let's do it. Like, you know, what I mean, there's going to come a point where that's just going to get exhausting and then that's going to drag you down. WCW entered that point too, where there were so many times that guys could say, all right, guys, come on, let's do this. Or it's like, all right, n- nothing's going to happen, dude. This thing's over. This thing's done. Um, AW hasn't had that yet. AW had, when, when remember when Cody left, <laughs> which happened this year, by the way, in 2022? Remember that? Uh, remember when Vince McMahon had a sex scandal? That was this year too. It was only a couple months ago. Um, so 2022, Cody leaves, and I don't know if you remember the episodes immediately after that, or especially the episode because like he had left, and then you know, a couple days later, that dynamite episode after he debuted at WrestleMania was fucking awesome, and like everybody you could tell was working their asses off to just kind of say, hey, you know what? We don't need that guy. We're fine. We got enough people here. We got enough horses here. We're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. And I'm getting a very similar vibe with this episode of Dynamite. And I got a very similar vibe with the pandemic Dynamites, too, where it was like, all right, look, this, this, something is thrown at us that we're no way we're going to be able to figure this out or, or, or navigate this. We have no idea what's down the line. But you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. 
Let's just, just prove that we can do this, prove that we're going to survive, prove that this isn't going to stop us. And there were some really, really, really fun shows immediately after, you know, when the pandemic hit and they were in QT's gym and then when they went to Daly's Place or whatever. And really, that, that the company kind of for the next year rallied behind the pandemic and then they rallied behind Cody leaving. And now it does kind of feel like they are rallying behind the loss or the suspensions or, like you said, whatever we want to clarify that, whatever we want to call it right now. Um, Whatever it is, like it does, yeah. It, there, there's definitely a palpable energy uh, with this episode of Diamond that we have so far, and and it might be, yeah, it might be a thing where, and I don't know if it's if it, if it's solely CM Punk, if it's CM Punk and the Elite. For some people, it's maybe the Elite. Maybe for some people, it's both. Maybe for some people, it's just it needed this. It just needed to all burn down for them to realize. Wait, what are we doing? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this is a like. Why are we doing this? Like, what what are we doing here? And 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 sometimes you do have to do that. Sometimes you do need that kind of slap in the face. And maybe this last month or two, which where everything has seemingly gone wrong and everything's been all over the place and everybody hates each other and all this sort of stuff, it culminates in this you know backstage fracas or fight or whatever you want to call it. And maybe this is the great reset where everybody just realizes, wait, what are we doing here? Come on. Like, let's, let's, we, we have a lot of talented guys here. We have a chance to do something special here. What are we doing? Why are we, why are we doing this? Let's just go unified front. Let's, let's make this happen. And again, that might have a shelf life. That might only last a little bit until guys start being wrestlers again and start doing these sort of things. But maybe this is good. Maybe this is healthy, like you said, to kind of rip that bandaid off and, 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 even if it's if it's a band-aid or they had to burn it down or whatever whatever it was that needed to be. But no, I, I, I'm right with you. I, I can absolutely, absolutely, absolutely feel that palpable energy from that first hour uh, of Dynamite. And uh, I, I don't know, like obviously I'm, I'm watching it here without the sound on, so I can't tell you what, but it does it does feel like a very passionate show. And there seems to be enough horses on the show uh, to, to, to withstand whatever loss of however long these guys are going to be out if 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 it's forever or, oh, or they whatever. Have yeah. enough, they have enough stars. That's, oh, of course. That's not yeah. A but it feels like watching that first half hour, I was like, wow, it's like a dark cloud has been lifted. Yeah. And there's sort of been this energy in the company where things were about to break and they broke. And now sort of this dark cloud, this bad energy has sort of dissipated. So um, th- this could end up being some kind of weird positive for them that now they can kind of put this weird period of the company uh, behind them. But um, I guess now would be a good time to get into sort of the news portion of this as there seems to be uh, there was news trickling out all over the last, uh, you know, 48 hours or so. And, and you know, finally today, now look, there's still, as of this live show, no confirmation that anyone has been fired. Uh, that doesn't mean that no one will be fired. And there are tons of rumors out there that Punk is done. And maybe what's delaying that announcement, working out a settlement, because obviously he's got some time on his contract at a very high pricey rate, uh, the legalities with everything that went down. So this is might not be just the kind of decision that you want to rush into. So that could be the holdup there. Or maybe he won't be fired. And maybe... Uh, the fact that he got injured in the match might be a little blessing in disguise since he wasn't going to be around anyway. And uh, maybe all parties have been able to work something out where he just disappears for a while, takes a suspension, uh, you know, and and comes back after sort of the dust clears. We don't know. So rich, what do we know for sure though? What has been reported 
and is definitive. All right, so here's what we got. And this was uh, from Sports Illustrated, Justin Barrasso, uh, this morning. I think the, the, the best and the clearest uh, uh, report on this this morning. Uh, that it's from Sports Illustrated as well. You can look, look it up, just, just Marasso, Sports Illustrated. Uh, quote, CM Punk spoke at the post-match press conference that took a flamethrower to the AEW locker room, laying into fellow wrestlers, specifically Heyman Page, uh, the company's executive vice presidents, who are Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, uh, as well as Colt Cabana. Once Punk exited the room, he exchanged words in a locker room with Omega and the Bucks, which led to a physical altercation. Uh, punishment for that backstage fight, Sports Illustrated has learned, will include suspensions for every person involved. The list of those receiving suspensions includes Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. Multiple sources have shared that Punk and A-Steel will either be among those suspended or will no longer be with the company by the end of Wednesday. Punk met with Khan on Tuesday, so the two had an opportunity to discuss uh, how that exit could be handled. Per sources, an external third-party investigation will be conducted to examine exactly what transpired. So he basically just suspended everybody that was in the room we're going to have a third party investigation and then we're going to make final decisions at that time. That seems like what they're doing here. Yes. Just let's just keep it fair. You're all gone. Right, right, right. Because I've seen some people say, well, I think this is guy's the aggressor and that guy's the aggressor. Uh, it's probably a, okay, right now we're in a, he said, she said, I wasn't there. So you know what? You're all just going to go fucking home for a little while. All right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who did what. I don't know who started it. I don't care. All you just go home for a little bit and, and, and let us figure it out. Let us investigate it. But for now, I don't need any of you here. You're all culpable in some way, shape, or form. And that, I think, yeah. is, is a pretty fair way to do it. There's not, There has not been enough time to sit down and go, okay, so uh, I think, Punk, you are more aggressive, so you're going to get three weeks, and you did this, and you did that. Like, I agree that like when we get down to it, like you said, Punk and Steel, A-Steel in particular, they might be fired. They, they seem the most likely to be let go. Uh, and then Brasso you know, report says that as much like, you know, multiple sources have shared that punk and a steel will either be among those suspended or will no longer be with the company by the end of Wednesday. They did not say that about Michael Nakazawa and Christopher Daniels and Omega. And Nick. that, that caveat wasn't given with them. Those guys no, and, are and suspended. Up, and that lines up. I know you heard from people. I heard from people over the last three days. We have laid low on this. Okay. Uh, we haven't, we haven't reported anything or put anything behind the paywall because, I just haven't felt comfortable enough because I, I'll be honest with you. I've gotten messages from people and they're all different. <laughs> what, so it's like, Same. what am I going to do? Yeah. Am I, and you, and, this and I don't right. really want to get involved in this. And now it's like, it, right. it's, this and isn't quite our job. You know what I mean? This is not quite, uh, but you know what? I'll say the old gunslinger. And I think you mentioned this on our discord. Dave Meltzer's been fantastic during this. So Meltzer's all these people, all right, yeah. Meltzer's washed. Oh, Meltzer in the mud. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's been fucking tremendous. No disrespect to anyone. No disrespect to anyone else. Meltzer's been on top of this one, especially today, Wednesday. Uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, first with a lot of stuff, but you've gotten stuff. I've gotten stuff. It's all conflicting. Yeah, I can go behind our paywall and just and just you know write all the various versions of the truth that we've been getting. I don't feel comfortable doing that, and and quite honestly, Rich, we could do that and gain tons of subscribers if we were to do that. Um, but but we're we're not you know. But it's all over the place. But one thing that I have seen uh, from people, there are people who believe Punk is fired. There are other people who believe uh, that he's suspended. But I haven't heard anyone tell me that they think anyone else is fired. Right. So he's the only, he's, the, he is the only – him and Ace Steel are the only names that I've heard are gone. 
you know that yeah. that, that with that caveat of oh they're gone they're history they're they're fired they're going to be fired they're in, indefinitely suspended i've heard all those kind of words with with punk and steel i've not heard that with with, with omega and the box and right poor knuckle michael nakasawa i wonder what he did in that fight that'd be incredible to well, see brandon color well, the cold spray those, in the eyes like well, listen yeah i think it's one of those things where if the dog there, what about the dog punk's dog probably involved well, there's in one ver- now listen there's many versions of this story there's one version of the story going around where Kenny Omega tried to get the dog out of it <laughs> once the fight started. I don't know if you saw this. I one, did, so. and I kind of like that story. I like. Here's another thing too, and 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 before I let you get on the Kenny Omega dog story, here's another thing too with this story. Be very careful with where you're getting your information from and who you're getting your information exactly. from. Exactly. We're exactly. playing a very – there are at best, what, like 10 to 15 people that maybe actually truly know what happened and how it happened, maybe even less than that. Now, the rest of it is a game of telephone, and you got to kind of follow the track of, okay, who could possibly be talking to this guy, and what possible version of the story are they getting? Because if you've been seeing one story, and it's like, whoa, that's way different than that story, that's, I'm just saying, like, keep in mind that what one party might say about the fight might be different than, it, it's, we're, we're in a schoolyard again. We're, we are in the principal's office with them saying, no, he started it, no, he threw the ball at my head, and then I, you know, we're, we're there. But everyone, everybody is taking sides. If you don't think that everybody has their side or most people have their side or people have the ones that they're aligning with or people have, keep that in mind. And that is the entire time throughout this story that has been why I've kind of pulled back is because the people that have been told, telling me everything, for the most part, I've been hearing it from what I assume is one party, one group, one section of the, the and, and the other section I have not heard from. So it's like, I don't know, man. And I, I can tell that it's both sections. And you can see from the reports. All you have to know is, like, the, the ridiculous parts of the story, too. Because now we're in, like, the fourth day. And there's, like, new details coming out. And they're all just weird and strange. It's like, I heard the Young Bucks kick the door down. And then the door fell on the guy's head. And then the guy, you know, it's like, oh, my God. What are we doing <laughs> It's just yeah, which it's is utter why, insanity. Which is, yeah, it's like, oh, the dog was in the room, and then Kenny grabbed the dog, and then it was on fire, and then he got he jumped through the window, and it's like, all right, well, hold on a minute. What's going on here? You know, like, it's just, we've gotten absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous with the, the which, various... Which is why we haven't reported anything or <laughs> right. put anything up behind the paywall, because none of these versions of the story mean anything. It's just all, even the people that were there are all going to have different interpretations <laughs> sure. of what happened. You think... C- CM Punk is going to have the same interpretation of this as Nick Jackson. <laughs> right. I mean, of course not. So whoever those people talk to or, you know, it, it's so forget it. So we've kind of stayed out of that muck. But um, and again, that's not passing judgment on people who, who have been reporting things. It's just we don't want anything to do with it. Um, but uh, but yeah, now we see how it shakes out. And it's just a matter of send everyone home and tell them, look, if you were an innocent bystander, didn't have anything to do with it if you were just trying to break it up the truth will come out you'll get your money right that's you know but but for now you all got to go it's the fair thing to do we can't cherry pick uh based on you know we have to let the investigation sort all of this out you know there's there's reports that the police were involved then Sean Ross Sapp is saying that the police, the Hoffman Estates police, are claiming they weren't involved. Right. Well, there were there sure were that, there were a lot of uh, like armed security guards there, and that might be where police got mixed up with, with right. 
armed, you know, arena security guys, most likely and usually are like, you know, off duty cops and that sort of stuff. So it's possible that that's and again, like the game of telephone has went from, hey, the security guard that may or may not have had, you know, a badge and a gun or whatever turns into, oh, police ran in to stop the fight or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. again, it's it's all. Yeah, it, it, a very, very ridiculous game of telephone that we're, that we're playing here. So, uh, yeah, nothing official from the Hoffman Estates Police Department. So no, like. Criminal well, they, they, charges filed or whatever on this point. Yeah, no, it's nothing guess, like so. that. And they, nothing like that. And they told Sean Ross Sapp that they weren't called to the scene. We do know that. That's what they, they I mean, they said that. So, um, you know, if there were police there, it wasn't the Hoffman Estates police or, you know, or they're lying. Uh, but yeah, so just a big mess that they've got to sort out. Uh, we broke down the punk scrum meltdown and. A lot of our interpretations of the uh, the early reports of the fight on our all-out instant reaction live on Sunday night, which is, if you're listening to this live, you have access to that right now. It's on the $10 tier. Uh, by the way, our most listened to instant reaction live by by a mile. So thank you. Yeah, and, uh, and, and the most listened to, and a lot of people, uh, many people are saying, Rich, that it's also uh, the best <laughs> instant reaction that we've ever done. Um so, you know, I think we did. I had a lot of people tell me the next day that of all the audio that was out there from all the various outlets, that our audio was by far the best. That means a lot. That's uh, cool. Yeah, I, I saw that same thing. And thank you to everybody who, who said that. Yeah. In terms of breaking that down and attacking it from all sides and being fair and 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 all of those sorts of things and, and really uh, approaching it from every angle. So if you can't get enough of this story and uh, – <laughs> it looks like people... our traffic is is indicating that no, you cannot. So. Correct. Uh, business business ain't bad, Rich. We need a few more of these melees. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, but uh, look, CM Punk, CM Punk at the scrum noted that uh, that that CM Punk has made uh, Vince McMahon and 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 Scott Colton a whole lot of money. You could add Rich Krejci and Joel Lance. Yes, to that you can. As well. Yes, thank you, uh, Phil Brooks. C- CM Punk in every regard, whether it's his return or his complete meltdown and his friend biting people, is uh, is is very good for business. Um, but no, yeah, I, I highly recommend that audio. Um, you know, uh, you know. I am known as a humble man, Rich, but I do have to say that I I, I do believe that was some uh, fantastic audio. And, so, and it is hard to be humble uh, when you're from Arkansas, so you know I get it. So. Well, hey, watch yourself, sir. I would never claim to be from Arkansas, <laughs> although I do understand the the callback you're doing there. Uh, we have a lot of new listeners, though. But you know what? As a rule, we do not explain nope, the bits. You'll figure it out. No, you'll you, you go back own. and figure it out. Um, so again, um, I guess now it's we wait for more official news to drop what do you think about tony khan sort of taking the tact of not explaining any of this in kayfabe you have the punk injury to fall back on if you want he's legitimately hurt yeah let let me let let me get to that real quick because we did not officially say that but uh, that 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 has been reported by multiple people uh, including dave Meltzer. Uh, says punk injury believed to be from the tope is serious rumors from Sunday, uh, but he hadn't confirmed them, uh, but it's been confirmed to me no matter what happens discipline wise that the title situation has to be changed and addressed tonight. Uh, they also then later said, according to Dave Meltzer, IEW world champion CM Punk has offer, uh, suffered a serious injury that will require surgery believed to be from the tope onto John Moxley. Um, and then uh, again, Meltzer said that no matter what, no matter what discipline wise was going to happen, this title situation has to get addressed because he is hurt and going to miss time. Right. 
So you have a legitimate injury to lean on for kayfabe. And they chose not to do that. I mean, even if you didn't have a legitimate injury to lean on for kayfabe, like in the case of the Elite and the Trios titles, it's wrestling. You can go on TV and give any reason you want for these titles being vacated. Why do you think Khan has chosen to just vacate the titles and give no kayfabe? I don't expect him to go on TV and talk about the things that happened. Right. As you may know, a fight occurred between four of my top stars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't expect that. But why can't he go on TV and say that CM Punk suffered whatever injury it was? Even make one up. Uh, you know, uh, work up some hokey injury for the for someone on the elite. Uh, whatever the case may be. Isn't it weird that it, there's just no explanation given? What do you think of that strategy? I think it's just, and I, 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 again, I think this is more of a... <sighs> I don't, I don't want to say zero tolerance, but more of a, like, all right, I'm fucking serious now, guys. Like, this is enough is enough. Like, I, we're, we're taking this shit away from you guys. We're, you, you guys are on ice. I'm not even going to – I'm not going to say anything to you. I, I, I'm not going to mention your name. We're taking you out of the intro. We're doing that sort of stuff. I, I, I see it more as a let's just truly and, and, and once and for all just, like, really put the hammer down and say, all right, no, this is completely unacceptable in my company. You cannot do this in my company. And I'm not going to mention your guys' names. I'm not going to talk about you guys. Your titles are gone. We're moving on without you. We're moving on without you for right now. And I I get it. I I, I get his stance. It's weird, and it's a tough stance to take. And it was very, very strange to see both titles get vacated. When the Punk won, you, you could have easily just said the Trios titles, whatever. You could have just not even mentioned the Trios titles. That could have been completely a nut. Worry about that another day. Worry about that next week. Worry about that in two weeks. It's fine. That's okay. If you have to address the AEW title situation, yeah, you got the Punk thing to do it. I get it. But I do think a lot of this was just like they really, really, really wanted to state like this type of stuff is unacceptable. We're just not going to stand for this shit anymore. And when it happens, there's a zero tolerance policy. And you guys are, are, are and I'm not afraid to take titles away. I'm not afraid to suspend you indefinitely. I'm not afraid to do any of that. And that's probably a good idea. There's also the factor of the legal investigation, too, which. Yeah. Or more importantly, I'm not afraid to erase you from existence. Right. We're not right. even mentioning you tonight. Which I think is the big thing here. Right, you don't mean that much to me. I mean more to you than you mean to me. I can get rid of you and you're nothing anymore. You know, I got to tell you, I I wouldn't fire Punk. I mean, (sighs) and that is... I guess we'll we'll debate that in a bit. Hear me out. We'll debate that in a bit. Okay, what do you got? Hear me out, though. Hear me out. Not from the standpoint of his actions. From the standpoint of, I'm not gift-wrapped in him. I'm not gift-wrapping him to Paul Levesque. Which is exactly what he'll do. He'll be motivated. He'll be angry. He'll have something to prove. WWE will take him back in a second. And I'm not gift wrapping him to them. He can sit home and I'll pay him till the end of that contract. I don't care about that. I would never fire him. Even if I have to pay him to do nothing. Even if I have to Lanny Poffo him. I'm not firing him for that reason. What do you think of that? Um, hmm. That is a tough one. I don't know that he would waltz into WWE as quickly and easily as you're saying he would. Oh, um, I think he would. I think he would try. I don't. I wonder if that company would would kind of have a bit of a, a a pause. Or I, I I think Triple H. Yes, he's trying to get as much buzz as he possibly can. If you fire CM Punk today, yeah, Paul Levesque's probably making that call and 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 probably doing whatever he can to bring him in just for that buzz factor and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I I just don't know if it's going to be as easy and 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 
clean as you're maybe presenting it there. I do think there might be some people with some apprehension. There might be some people very similar to what was happening in AEW, too, where a lot of people, you know, we can go back at that time and look at that. And there was a lot of people that were like, eh, I don't know, this guy's kind of, you know, and and eh, it's not the best, you know, locker room guy or whatever. But for AEW's standpoint, it was like, well, it's worth the risk. And it absolutely was. Like, let's be honest, for a year, it was absolutely worth the risk of bringing this guy in, even if he was you know, CM Punk, which we knew was probably going to come to a, a, a head uh, at some point. He was eventually going to become CM Punk again. The, the I'm just happy to be here stick uh, was not going to last forever. Uh, the Triple H stuff, though, is that's there's a little more wrinkles there. I mean, him and Triple H have never quite seen eye to eye. Triple or, or CM Punk was more of a Vince guy forever. Do I think that they would understand the, the, that it's best for business to to, to, to bury the hatchet and, and, and sign the deal? Yeah, probably. I could get that. But I do wonder if 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 maybe Triple H and WWE can kind of look at this situation and say, is it really, truly worth it? Do we really, truly need this guy in our locker room? Do we truly need, need all of this that comes with it? I mean, make no question about it. What he did on Sunday was completely unacceptable for, for, for a wrestler to do to – uh, a company that he works for. I mean, that 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 we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit in terms of like the firing or whatnot and what I would do with it. Like what he did was just monumentally, monumentally unprofessional on a level that I don't know that any other wrestler has done something to me as unprofessional as what CM Punk did. There's guys that refuse to do jobs. There's guys that won't go through the curtain until you pay them X amount of money. There's yeah, there's you know, have, have you know, I guess guys have murdered each other backstage. That might be a little bit worse uh, than this. But in terms of hey, let's say American wrestling, uh, most unprofessional thing in American wrestling. I mean. This guy went scorched fucking earth on the company that he worked for, the wrestlers that he works with, the wrestlers that he's feuding with, the people that he's being put in in programs with, the guys that are also vice presidents of the company. And make no question, he was throwing stones at Tony as well. The guy sitting right fucking next to him, too, as he's just going absolutely haywire in an official company setting as well in a press conference. Like that, that you got that's gotta give you pause that hey, if we sign this guy, this injury-prone guy who, by the way, has gotten hurt the last two times, he's had like actual decent matches or any match that, that has any sort of length to it. If we're bringing this guy in, he comes with all of this baggage as well. And this is a guy who was not happy the last time he was with us. So I don't know. I I, I think that there's probably, if, if Tony fired Tim Punk tonight after Dynamite, the call is being made. Paul is going to call them. They're, they're going to talk. I don't know that it is as clean and obvious as, as you're putting up there. I think there's enough questions and enough bad baggage that maybe you say, is it truly truly worth it for us to bring this guy in i think if they fire punk it's it's there i see a scenario where he has a chip on his shoulder he's mad at uh the company he's mad he's obviously hates the elite and i think he he'll want to stick it to him i i mean he flew real close to the sun when he took that fox job and um i you know he he's the kind of guy who will want to do it to prove a point and to be a thorn in their side and a pain in the ass if he feels like if he's fired and he feels like that's the wrong decision and he feels like he shouldn't be fired, I could see him moonwalking back into WWE. It's Phil Brooks. He'll want to stick it to everyone involved. Oh, I I, I think fully that he would want to do it. I have no question that if Paul Levesque called him and said, hey, here's the deal. Sign it tonight and you're in. You'll be on Raw, you know, tomorrow or whatever. I have no idea. I have no doubt that 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 that. CM Punk, Phil Brooks would do that in a second. I don't know that Triple H and Nick Khan and WWE are going to be so... Because like you said, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's angry. He's all that sort of stuff. Do I want a chip on my shoulder, angry CM Punk in my locker room in 2022? If I'm Triple H and this guy's available, I'd do whatever it takes to bring him in. Yeah, I don't... I, I just... 
Listen, if he I melts get it. down, he melts I... down. You get, if he melts down, you just get rid of him. Yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, come on, that's money. Especially now, coming off of this. I mean, you hire that guy and you give him a mic and you send him out to the railway. What are we doing here? But the, no, 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 no. The, the problem though with CM Punk is how many disingenuous, how many times are we going to go through the, you know, that company, they don't know, I know I'll what give I... the answer to that. You do it as many times until it stops drumming. <laughs> well, I guess so, but yeah, we're this would be the the fourth or fifth time that he's done the you know oh those guys over there they don't know what they're doing like he just oh, a year ago cut that exact same promo yes, talking he did. about and- WWE and they killed my passion for wrestling and they killed wrestling and th- and this is a wrestling company and we do wrestling here and I want to be a part of this wrestling company what they do I haven't been wrestling since I left Ring of Honor those guys do something different they, and yes he's disingenuous and yes he's a professional liar I get it I get it I get it but it's like. I don't know that I want to hear that promo again from Punk. And maybe there's probably fans that do. There's probably a lot of WWE fans that want to hear him stick it to it. But I don't know. I I, I guess I, I don't know. Is there money okay. in it? There probably right. is. There probably hold on is, a second. But... Hold on a second. He's announced for Raw in two weeks. You're not watching. Well, you oh, I'm watching. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's my point. Okay, if, if he if I'm not gift wrapping this guy to the other side, you're in a wrestling war. I'm not doing it. I'm not firing him. That doesn't mean I'm putting him on TV next week, but I'm not firing him. If he's got to sit home and I have to send him a check every week, that's fine. If he wants to take me to court and try to get out of it, if he's not happy about that arrangement, that's fine. I've got $8 billion. I, you know, We could litigate this. and Listen, the longer we litigate this for, the better for me because it keeps you away from them. I'm not firing this guy. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I'm not opening up the possibility of him walking onto that Monday Night Raw stage when they already have all this momentum and they're already hot and all of this. I forget. No, not a chance. Not a chance I fire this guy. Now, Ace Steel, if he's throwing chairs and biting people, he can hit the bricks. Okay? Uh, but but I'm not firing this dude. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, and, that, and again, that has nothing to do with his behavior. That's This is completely independent of his behavior. He was completely out of line at the presser. Even if he was, even if he's right, because, okay, let me talk you through this. Let's assume that all of the following is true, okay? The guy comes into the company. He truly doesn't give a shit whether Colt Cabana is employed, fired, dead, or alive. Doesn't think about Colt Cabana, doesn't care about Colt Cabana. Tells Tony Khan, I don't give a fuck about Colt Cabana. You do whatever you want with Colt Cabana. Okay? And he's just going about things, doing his job. And Colt Cabana gets banished to ROH Siberia. People in the back are talking. And you know you had nothing to do with it. And your co-workers are going to the media. And and again, work under the assumption this is all true. Because we don't know if it's true. Okay. Your co-workers are going to the media and saying that, you know, you know, punk pushed for this and you're hearing whispers that everyone thinks you pushed for it. Now you got fans chanting Colt Cabana at you. You got a guy who you're trying to work a pay-per-view program with. Okay. Uh, making veiled references to Colt Cabana out of nowhere. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, you know, and, 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 and I could see why he'd be hot over that. That doesn't justify his actions at the scrum. But assuming that he's correct in all of this and all of that is true and Hangman Page is being a wise guy on TV and 
the, the, the elite guys are, you know, running around, you know, telling everybody that this guy, you know, was the one who nudged uh, Cabana out. And you're just trying to put Cabana behind you and you genuinely have nothing to do with it. I understand why the guy was mad. And again, it doesn't justify throwing all your coworkers and all of your bosses under the bus. Well, and and I will I will give you this one point that when he did that promo a couple weeks ago on Dynamite and did the, the that's not cowboy shit that's coward shit or whatever. A lot of people were really upset about that. If you remember, we weren't. We said, "All right, yeah. this is the receipt. That's this is the punk. Receipt. That's the receipt. If that was the end of it, that's the end of it." And 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 Punk is completely justified in 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 giving Hangman that receipt and saying, "Hey, look, you caught me off guard by that by referencing." workers' rights and all that sort of stuff. Well, I'm going to catch you off guard. I'm going to call your name out. I'm going to do this sort of stuff, and I'm going to say it out in the air, and that should have been it. That, and if that was it, I have no issue with everything that you've said so far. I am perfectly in lockstep that if all this stuff is true, that everything that, that, that Punk knows and is here and, and all that stuff that he thinks he's, is happening, if all that is true, then that receipt they did a couple weeks ago is perfectly fine with me. That was the, all right, motherfucker, you, you took me to task. I'm taking you to task. Now we're good. Now we move on. Yeah. And then put yourselves in his shoes. He's like getting blamed for this thing he has nothing to do with, with a guy that he's tried to put in the rear view for the last 10 years. But here's the rub. What if it isn't true? What if the elite wasn't spreading that rumor? Okay. Hangman did what he did. But what if the elite wasn't telling people that? What if this is just a fabrication of Phil Brooks' imagination? And he thinks this, that everything he did from the presser to the fight and everything else is so completely out of line that he can never step foot in that company again. Because now you have uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega listening to this uh, rant, uh, raving lunatic thinking, what the fuck? We didn't do it. What is he talking about? We have nothing to do with this guy. We didn't, we didn't spread this. We didn't go to the media. And he certainly wasn't uh, He wasn't mincing words when he was talking about those guys either. I, I, that, I think that's lost in it, too. Go back and, and people that I, I think there's a lot of people that are, 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 are looking at the story and looking at the context of the story and all that sort of stuff that have actually listened to what he said. I mean, he had some pretty, like, pretty awful stuff that he said about those guys. He called them, you know, bitches and assholes. And it's not like, yeah, you got guys down there that are saying stuff about me. It wasn't that, you know what I mean? There's different words are important. Words, words mean a lot when you call them, you know, fucking bitches and assholes and stuff like that, whatever vernacular he used. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm just, just paraphrasing uh, again as well, but like, cause there was a lot, there was a lot of it in there, but he wasn't, it wasn't exactly the, the most calm, you know, ah, yeah, there's, there's people back there that have said some stuff. Like I, I don't, I think the anger is probably still there of hey look dude we didn't say anything what the hell are you talking about but uh the words he used to describe those men i think also were like all right dude enough's enough like a we you we didn't do what you're saying we're doing and also you're you're, you're referring to us your bosses by the way the people that are executive vice presidents of this company that you're an employee of you're calling us those names on official company property like that's not going to stand so no i get it i i i i absolutely get uh the bucks in the elite side especially especially if they did not do any of the stuff that Punk is saying that they did. That 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 people just kind of assumed. And we talked about. I, I listened back to our show, uh, the the night of. Uh, no, we didn't do it the night of. We did it the week after of uh, Punk's debut at Rampage. And one of the things we brought up is, okay, how does the Colt situation play out? Everybody's been asking that from day one. How does this Colt situation play out? And somebody at the post show presser for that uh, event asked. You know, I forget the exact words that they used, but it was a little bit of like, well, you've had some run-ins with some people that are in this company. And Punk's words, we talked about at the time, we broke these these words down for about 20 minutes or whatever. His words yeah. were, I haven't had any issues with anybody today. 
Yeah. And we broke down. Do you think that was, you know, was there was there their their purpose to those words? And there's always purpose to his words. This yeah. is a guy who knows how to talk, and he knows what he, when he's saying words, how to say word. He, he, this is a guy who knows what he's doing when he talks, and that was a very at that time. You you and I even said, "Ooh, that is weird wording right there." That makes yeah. us think that there was no break bread moment, that there was no Tony getting these guys in the room and saying, "All right, figure your shit out," because I need you guys to work together moving forward. So from that point forward. And it was going to be, an, and people know it's an issue, and people know it's a thing, and yeah, the idea that that it could only have come from the elite in the Bucks. It's only the elite in the Bucks that could have possibly assumed that there's tension between Cole Cabana and CM Punk, and it's only the elite and 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 and, and uh, Omega that could possibly have been saying that that um, that that Cabana was on ROH because of Punk. Like Everybody knew that there was always that black cloud. You mentioned that the term a little bit earlier. There was always that black cloud. I, I just... I, it, it's, it's very weird that it got to this point where Punk was so adamant that these were the guys that were telling people that that's when why Coke everyone on ring Earth had just the, When everyone on Earth was just assuming that that was the case. Like, maybe unfairly. Right, but- and, and that's... Yeah, it could all have been... Like, Punk could... And, and that's why the handling of the presser could have been so much easier. Punk could have said that. I think it was Nick Hausman that asked the question. He could have said, "Look, I just want to say this right well, Nick now." Hausman did, Nick Hausman didn't even get. To oh, he didn't even get, he didn't get a chance to ask him. Which, by the way, is also the the true sign of an unhinged maniac. By the way, is having you well, know. Well, yeah, he just jumped down his throat, and he thought he had the big gotcha because he thought Hausman was still friends with Cabana. And then when he asked him, he said, "Are you still friends with? Are you friends with Cole Cabana?" And Hausman was like, "Actually, no. I don't see eye to eye with him." And then Colt and then uh, <laughs> Punk was thrown off. Punk was thrown off. He said, "Well, that makes two of us." And you and he straight up said, "He goes, you blew up my spot." But he was going to rant about Colt Cabana regardless. Right. But he thought he had the big gotcha, because <laughs> right? Because he they, saw Nick and, and said, "Oh, here we go." Yes, he thought that they were. He thought that they were still buddies, but they're not buddies anymore. And he didn't have the big gotcha that he thought he got. But it wasn't going to stop him from going on his unhinged rant, right? Which is insane which, that in that moment that that was what he decided that he needed to lead off this press conference yes. with is screaming about Cole Cabana and, and and EVP, and that is is so strange and so weird because what he could have done is if 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 I'm Phil Brooks, which is a very weird headspace to try to get into, just say, "All right, I just want to get this out here right now, and and hopefully this never gets asked to me ever again." This is way beyond what what Punk would ever do because. He doesn't really operate on a very logical standpoint a lot of times. But he could have said, all right, look, there's been a lot of stuff going around. I just want to put it out here right now so that you guys don't have to waste your time asking me and I never have to hear it again. I had nothing to do with Cole Cabana going to Ring of Honor. That is a decision solely of Tony Khan's. I had nothing to do with it. And and I'd prefer if you'd leave both of our private lives out of this. It's not fair to me and it's not fair to Colt. Yeah. Never asked for him to be fired. Never asked for him to be moved. And Tony Khan had actually told Forbes that that was the case. And every time Tony tried to say that punk was cutting him off. And, uh, you know, Tony tried to say that when he was first asked about this, he shouldn't have said no comment. He should have just, you know, cause that made things in Tony's mind made it worse because it left it hanging there. And then, uh, you know, by the time he did clarify it to Forbes or whatever, it was too late because punk had already snapped. And I have to say bad job by every media member in that room because once Punk goes on this rant and starts talking about how the elite are, are are spreading all these lies and he's finger wagging everyone in that room, how come nobody has the guts to stand up, ask for the mic from Leva Bates and say, uh, Punk, what outlets do you believe that they uh, spread these lies to? What makes you think? What information do you have 
that the elite are the ones telling us this. Right, yeah. Why are you so sure? Why are you so sure that it was these guys that did this? Rich, the next two questions to him were fucking kayfabe questions. I mean, get out of the fucking room. You don't belong there. You, age 88-year-old, Izzy the fucking minor, all of you need to go. I think she's 18, how, by the way, at this point. How does nobody... Well, she stinks. How does nobody... And AJ's been eight for like six years now. That kid's got to be uh, at least 11 by now. So. How is the very next question not... In uh, How are you not peppering him with these questions at that point? The next questions were kayfabe questions. Oh, how does it feel to win the title back? No one cares. <laughs> yeah, we, no we, we're past that point now. This guy just called... Every member of this, he just he just torched the locker room and told the EVPs that they're assholes and <laughs> they're, they Not don't a know. A single person yeah, that we're, cares we're, about uh, kayfabe at that point. No, we're done. We're past that point for sure. No one cares how the match went. We want to know now, okay, where you feel justified throwing these accusations at your executive vice president. Right. Those are pretty big accusations, Punk. Uh, what do you have to back those up? Yeah, what, what, exactly. What? That has to be the next question. It has to be, which leads to my next sort of uh, discussion I want to have with you. Okay, do we really need to do these scrums if I'm if you're Tony Khan? I think Is this these, the breaking I, point. This might be the end of the scrums. I should have gone to this one. This was this probably it. So. I mean, and the reason we don't go to the scrums is because our instant reaction lives, uh, full disclosure, are the biggest money makers we have. Okay, it's it. We make more money doing our audio than going to the scrums and getting the same video that everybody else gets. Okay. Uh, so if you want to get mad at us for never going and, and throw us in there for not asking the good questions, go right ahead. That's why we don't go. That's why rich didn't go because it's right. more advantageous for us to rich come home and for us to do our audio and make our money. Right. I'm a coward and I want to make more money. So sue me. So you want to get on us for that. That's fine. <laughs> since we're getting on everybody else, but yeah. I don't know how that question isn't asked. I'm sitting there watching this because you're still driving home. We hadn't started our audio. I'm watching all this live. And I'm screaming at my laptop that someone needs to ask him why he's so sure that the elite are the ones telling everybody. And no one bothered to ask him. Who knows what he would have said? But, you know, now we have many members of the media coming out and saying, for the record, I never spoke to Matt or Nick Jackson or Kenny Omega regarding right. I think, CM I think, Punk. I don't know the exact outlets, but but at least... Sean Ross Tapp and Dave Meltzer. Yeah, sure. I know that two of the three big dogs in the business all said it, and I believe one other person, but I forget who it was, said it as well. So Yeah, so I mean... I don't know who he's upset at. <laughs> I don't know who he's upset at, but, you know. How does no one ask him that question? It, it blows my mind. But, um, you know, that's nothing new with these pressers. But, but the point is... Why keep doing these? I mean, admittedly, this was the worst case scenario of something that can go horribly wrong. But haven't we all kind of been waiting for something like this at one of these scrums? I mean, if we're being honest. And I know they're a good idea on paper, and it's great to have that, you know, that at least the chance to have an open forum with, uh, with, with Tony Khan and with the wrestlers and all of that. And it's, it's a great idea on paper. But I'm saying from Tony Khan's point of view, now I hope these things go on forever, and oh, I hope they're, they all they're fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if you Look, remember. I hope I, they all. I hope they all end like this. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Jim Hurd used to do these in WCW. Did you ever hear any of the highlights or clips from those? 
I don't remember those. Yeah, so I and I, I've I've gone back and listened to some of those, and I know uh, between the sheets has has referenced uh, some of them before. Uh, but they they they're not as contentious as this because it's it's usually just Jim Hurd with people. But they didn't always go great either. It was like Jim Hurd, Wade Keller. Um, what's what's the guy's name? Steve Beverly, I want to say, was the guy. What was his? You you you're... He was he was he was Matt Watch. He was around Matt Watch. Matt, yeah, he was the Matt Watch. Guy, Steve Beverly, right? Uh, it's like Dave Wade, Steve Beverly, and a few other guys that would get in there, and like it's Jim Hurd, and it's Jim Hurd era WCW. So obviously, yeah. you know, and these guys aren't in the same room with each other. So a lot of these guys, like Wade Keller, would just be like, yeah, so like that was real. You know, you did this story, and it did not land at all. So really, Ted, Jim Hurd, right. it would be semi professional, but then little by little, as the scrum would go on and the the conference would go. On, he'd get a little annoyed and be like, "Well, actually, well, I know how to make wrestling. You know, what do you know? You, you're just a kid, you know, type stuff." Where it would get off the rails because it's just always gonna get off the rails. And I love them; they're great. But yeah, it's a good idea by Tony. I get why he's doing it. I get why AEW does it. But yeah, it 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 felt inevitable that it was gonna end. Maybe not exactly like this, but in in some way it would have ended like this, which sucks because I love them. They're be, great. There was gonna be a controversy at some point. This is obviously an extreme example. And, you know, WWE just did one this weekend for Clash at the Castle, and it was an utter and complete embarrassment in every way <laughs> with the way that the media behaved. I mean, they – seriously, they You made, deserve it. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they make the collective media at the AEW scrums look like, you know, the White House press. Right. I mean, AJ, they, AJ they, the Awesome Show was better than everybody that was at that Clash at the Castle presser. I, it's just a complete, total embarrassment. But and and I think that that was just something they did for that spe- spe- specific show. Oh, they're not. Yeah, they're not doing that in in in, in fucking. I mean, I hope they do because <laughs> even if the W, even if the press at these WWE shows, even if ninety percent of them are are like the geeks that were in the UK this weekend, who are just basically, uh, you know, you know, just beyond fawning and asking the worst questions possible. Eventually, you're going to get some people in there. You know, you're going to get a, a Dave Meltzer or a Nick Hausman or a Sean Ross Sapp or, or a Brandon Thurston in there to ask some real questions. And at least there's a chance that we can get something out of them. So I hope they continue. Uh, but but they probably I have a feeling it was just for that event. Um, but I, from Nick Khan's point of view, I would never do one of these again. What is there to gain versus what there is to lose? Because look, think about it this way and this and i'm not downplaying this story at all this is an enormous pro wrestling story one of the biggest that we'll ever cover an absolute shit show but try to think about if all of the events that took place on sunday night happened exactly as they did with the exception of the scrum if there were no scrum and we didn't see cm punk meltdown publicly and then we heard about the fight this story wouldn't be nearly as big as it is today because the meltdown is the key to it all i mean the meltdown was public and it showed us the state that this man was in before the fight occurred if he had had this meltdown in the back privately just in front of tony khan and then the fight occurred okay we're covering this like it's a big deal all these major stars are suspended i'm not saying it wouldn't be a story but It's just another pro wrestling locker room fight, and we've seen many pro wrestling locker room fights over the years. But now we have this added element of the complete and total public meltdown that this guy just had. The scrum made it a thousand times worse because there's images and a face to it now. 
this insane man with blood all over his face. <laughs> the visual is incredible. Just yeah, chopping and, and, down a muffin slash cupcake. There's been a lot of debate if it was a muffin or a cupcake. I've heard cupcake from people in the room. Uh, other people have said muffin. I don't know what it was exactly. But yeah, it's this bloody, sweaty, gray-bearded man just chomping on a muffin slash cupcake. Just ranting and raving and just lighting the entire company that he works for on fire. Yeah, I mean, without the scrum... News would have broke Sunday night that there was a backstage fight. And then, you know, Monday we would have gotten all the same details trickling in that we've been getting now for the past couple of days. But we wouldn't have had that visual and all of those quotes and everything else of this guy completely melting down publicly. And, you know, the scrum undoubtedly made it worse. And this was a ticking time bomb. It was going to happen eventually. Maybe not to this extent. Okay, but you were going to get an aggrieved wrestler up there or a wrestler who just didn't like a line of questioning. You know, it's something that was eventually going to happen at these things. And I'm just not sure if I'm Tony Khan, if they're worth the hassle. You know, so I I do think that's something to think about as well. And it's not as if every wrestling promotion doesn't have these sorts of issues. Rich, Kota Ibushi and Carl Fredericks just had meltdowns of their own but they had they did they had them on twitter as opposed to in front of the collective wrestling media streamed live on youtube okay same thing though but with a slightly lessened impact because again it wasn't streamed live and it wasn't in front of the media in a in a, in a several month in a several week period in WWE Vince McMahon fired his own son Sasha Banks and Naomi marched into an executive's office, slapped titles on the table and quit. Vince McMahon got ousted in a sex scandal. Johnny Ace got ousted in a sex scandal. And Brock Lesnar quit the company and came back. And that all happened in a matter of like four or five weeks. So shit like this will never stop happening in pro wrestling companies. It's currently happening in all of these pro wrestling companies. But... It didn't play out in front of thousands of people live on YouTube and then for hundreds of thousands more to watch the next day. How's that video still up? It was up the last time I checked. <laughs> I guess they're hopefully they're monetizing it at least a little bit. And Tony can look I at his checkbook AEW. and say, all right, well, uh, we made uh, X amount yeah. of money on this. But uh, I mean, look, there's going to be. But I, the last time I checked, the AEW version was still up. I know. I know. Let me see. Let me make sure it's still, still is, up. Yeah, let me, let me see that... if it is. Uh, it I is, mean, yeah. It's got 667,000 views, but it, it's up. So, you, you know, just think about Kota Ibushi or Carl Fredericks doing exactly what they did on Twitter, but on a stage with a microphone for the world to see. It's not all that much different. Okay? And all the drama that's been going on in WWE over the summer as well. But you're just, like, inviting it to the world with these scrums. I, I, I genuinely don't think they're worth the trouble as much as I hope they continue. So... I don't know where you stand on that. No, they're they're, yeah. I I think long and hard about doing these again. But the problem though is like now, uh, especially if you take it, if like on the next pay per view, he's like, nah, we're not doing a scrum. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Tony's scared. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to meet the press. He doesn't want to. So it's like I I feel like you need to maybe do a slow getting rid of the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that you could just all of a sudden say, hey, we're done with these. We're never doing them ever again. We're we're in isolation. We're hiding now. I think you got to try to. Uh, to ease out of it. So I, the, the pre-show calls are probably pretty tame because uh, at least it's just Tony. 
You're not inviting wrestlers up there. Maybe the next time Tony can say, hey, I'm not bringing any wrestlers here. It's just me. So if you have any questions for me, I'll ask them. I think that's maybe where uh, you can go with these to kind of ease them out of like, all right, we don't, you don't need to be talking to directly to the wrestlers. Cause I can't trust that these fucking psychopaths, can't, you know, will say what I want them to say or, or, or won't bury my company or won't bury other wrestlers or won't do whatever. Uh, so you know what? I'll handle the scrums from here on out. Uh, you're not gonna be able to talk to the wrestlers anymore, which is going to be unfortunate, but Listen, uh, might, like, might have to be the next step. We can't talk shit because we don't go, but I'm going to talk shit anyway. I, if I, I wish I would have been in that room, I would have been licking my chop. I would have had so many questions for punk. And none of them got asked. I mean, you got him right where you want him. He is—he's firing on all cylinders. You know, he's—he's—you he, know—that's th- like a reporter's dream. And they went right into kayfabe, like mixed kayfabe question. It's unfucking believable. Well, and and here's here's something I, I wanted to bring up to you. In the room. I think he intimidated them, is what it was. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And and this is something I. I definitely wanted to discuss with you is is and it kind of relates to why Punk decided we talked about before he got in that room with an idea that he was going to get angry about stuff. You know what I mean? It didn't take a question. It did. He decided he was going to get angry about stuff. What do you think about this theory? And I've heard this theory from a lot of places, and it does make a lot of sense to me that Punk knew he was hurt, knew he was going to have to miss time, knew he either tore his pack, separated his shoulder, whatever the injury is. We don't know what the effect uh, actual injury is just yet. We know that he's hurt and it's going to recur surgery and he's going to be out for a while. What do you think about the idea that Punk went in there and just said, you know what, I'm probably not going to rehab this shit. I don't know how long I'm going to be out. Fuck it. What do I have to lose? I'm going scorched earth on all these guys. I think the odds are very high. I think he, this, he saw this as his opportunity to speak on it. And, um, and to me, denied. and to me, that's even more reason to tell this guy, I don't want you back in my company ever again. Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to fire you. I'll pay you X amount of money, but you're you're not getting out of this contract. You can sit home and stew and yell on Twitter and do whatever you want to do, but 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 you're done. You know, either you're, you're fired or you're done because going in like that and, and going in premeditated, knowing that you are going to be gone, knowing that you are hurt and there is nothing that it's not going to really truly affect you because you're either gone, you're either never going to come back, you're either going to go rehab this injury, you're going to go get your surgery or whatever, knowing full well that you're going scorched earth on these guys and that there's not going to be any time for for that you're going to get on that plane or you're going to go, obviously you're not going to play when he's in Chicago, you're going to get in that car, you're going to go back to your house and you're going to see these guys for six months maybe or seven months or eight months or like. That to me is even worse. That's even more damning. That to me is 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 to to borrow a phrase from from CM Punk. That's coward shit. To know, hey, you know what? I'm fucked. My injuries. And, and, assuming that this is what was going on in his headspace, and I don't know that it's true. Or whatever. Yeah. To me, that's absolute coward shit to say. You know what? I know that I'm fucked. I know I'm gonna have to get surgery. Fuck all these guys. I'm gonna burn this shit down and then I'm out of here. Like yeah. that sucks even more. Yeah. And if that is truly the case, and if you do end up finding out that he was motivated by the idea that he knew he wasn't going to be around, that's even more reason for me to say, you know what, dude, I don't need to see you in this company ever again. You're done. I'm putting you on yeah. ice until your deal's done. Then you can go do whatever the hell you want to do, but I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk to you ever again. You're done. You're nothing to me. We're erasing you from our history. Bye. Go away. Yeah. I mean, that again, that's what I mean. Like I, you know, I wouldn't fire him. I wouldn't give him some, non-compete that's shorter than the duration of whatever was really left on his deal. I would much rather just pay him uh, to sit home. I I'm not gift wrapping him to the competition. I'm not doing it. Um, that doesn't mean I'd ever want him back in my building. If it's determined that, you know, um, you know, on top of everything else that was public, the public embarrassment that he put you through that the fight was also his fault. And look, I, I don't know about you. 
I personally am not in- interested in speculating on the fight, who started the fight, how the no, fight started. Stupid to me. I think it's okay. stupid. I think it's a waste of time. Uh, it, it, there, there's nothing that we can say that would it, that would be worthwhile. I have no idea what happened with the fight. I mean, you know, there, there's one report that the elite came in with the AEW legal slash HR, and um, you know, and, and and Punk and Steel were just you know ready to go. There's another report that they were banging on the door, and Punk didn't want to talk to him. There's so many versions of it that just attempting to break that down or 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 speculate on it is a complete and total waste of time. I, I, you know, it's entirely possible that that punk was waiting for an opportunity and then they just attacked them. It's also entirely possible that the elite were angry and, and punk took that as an act of aggression with them storming in his room. I don't fucking know. OK, so I'm not going to sit here and, and I guess I just did, but I don't want to break down the fight because there's so many different stories and angles. The I'm not interested. Is, the fight is the least interesting thing to me about this entire situation. Like to some people they love the idea of oh who who hit who who did I don't care man. I I care about what led to all this. What leads to four of your stars going in an all out brawl? Like you know what I mean? Like what what leads to that? Why did it happen? How did it happen? You know what what that that's that's what I care about. That's what fascinates me. That's what I think this show needs to break down. Not Oh, did Ace Steel throw the first punch, or was it Nick Jackson that threw the first punch? I don't care. Right. What about the dog? I don't care. I don't care. I care about how did we get to this point where whatever happened, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, CM Punk, Ace Steel, Michael Nakazawa, Christopher Daniels, Pat Block, all these guys got in the room and started fighting. I don't know. I don't care how the fight went. I don't care who got the best of who. How did we get here? How did this come to be, and now what is the repercussions from this? I don't really care about the fight itself. And that's, again, like that, that speaks to the point where everybody kind of gets suspended. The only time I ever got suspended in school is there was a giant fight in my school. And I, I, I truthfully had nothing to do with it. This was in elementary school and it was a big giant fight. And there was a lot of us all standing around and doing stuff because it was during like a football game. And the principal just said, all right, you know what? I don't care. You're all fucking suspended. <laughs> you know, he just looked at everybody and just said, all you are suspended and, and no more recess for like a month or whatever. I, I I could get it. I get why because he's thinking because he's like, all right, so what happened? And then this person's like, well, that guy did this, and then that guy did that, and this guy, and he's just thinking, you know what? I don't care. All of you, all forty of you, you're just all suspended for a day, and you're all not doing recess for a month. I don't care. And then we were all fine afterwards, and we we're all cool, and it didn't matter. But he he wasn't gonna say, okay, well, no, this guy didn't do anything, and that guy didn't do anything. Well, okay, so he's out, and 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 so this guy, all right, forget it. Just all you're suspended. I, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. So it kind of feels like Tony might be the same way too, where he's like, I don't care. We got to this point. This thing happened. It doesn't matter how or why or whatever. It, it just fucking happened, and now we need to move forward from it. I don't really care about the details, but the legal team and and, and some of the legal parts of it apparently do kind of care what happened, and I guess that, that is currently happening or currently going on. So, How about Cody tweeting out pictures smoking a cigar on the balcony? I mean, there's a lot of people doing victory laps. Kevin Owens and- is doing a little bit of a victory tweet. Uh well, he hates Punk's guts. Coatster definitely doing um, a victory tweet for sure. You know, Cody, and it's like, you know, the I told you so smoking of the cigar out on the balcony. But is that directed at the elite or is it directed at Punk? We don't know. Yeah. Or is it directed at Tony <laughs> could, Khan? It could, could be a little bit of a little bit of A, a little bit of B, a little bit of C. Could be everything. You know, so. Um, he did, he did you know. a man after my own heart. He did plug his cigars afterwards. Did you see that? Yeah. He tweeted yeah. scars and then <laughs> tweet below. So. You know, he's like, still I still waiting for my free one, Cody. Anytime that comes in the mail, well, that'd be that's great. Never, but... It's never coming, Rich. It's never <laughs> still coming. waiting. 
I, you know. I was promised a free cigar. So. You're, a whole box of them, as I recall. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'll I take a cigar, Joe. The I, beggars can't be choosers. I'll take a cigar. I can confirm you gave him the address, you know, which, uh, I lost you the know, mail. That's, fine. That's fine. Maybe. Maybe your mailman took him. <laughs> right? You know what? It was around New Year's, so good for him. But, uh, yeah, you know, what a mess. Not, you know, the, the, the fight, I mean, that's not unprecedented. I, you know, and I'm not downplaying it. You know, the, these things happen. Um, yeah, if you public. boil it, if you boil it down to just like the the bare minimum of a bunch of wrestlers got in a fight backstage, no, this isn't that. And that's why I say the others, the, the the what leads into this is more interesting to me than the fight itself. A backstage fight that shit happens all the time. I mean, we had a guy, you know, we had guys literally kill each other in backstage fights. Like we've had guys attempt to kill each other in backstage fights. We've had a lot of very prominent, very obvious, very 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 important backstage fights, and 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 ones that people have known about and historical and all that sort of stuff. That doesn't interest me. What interests me is how we got here. How we got here. What's going like that is what to me is fascinating. That is what is unprecedented too. What CM Punk did on Sunday is unprecedented in wrestling history. I mean, mostly because a lot of other guys haven't had that opportunity to be on a a, a company branded press That's conference stage to to yes. rant and rave and scream like a lunatic. Because most wrestlers are lunatics, and if you gave them this platform, a lot of them would probably do similar things to what CM Punk did. CM Punk is also one of the all-time great lunatics of, of, you know, pro wrestling, especially of the modern era of pro wrestling. So that, to me, is just way, 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 way more fun and more interesting to me. I guess none of it's super fun. I guess. Is this kind of fun? I guess this is fun. Is this fun? I, listen, I'm not, like, a I lot mean, of nobody's people... fighting me. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people pearl-clutching this and being like, oh, this is so terrible. I don't know. This is pro wrestling drama. It's good for me. It gives me something to talk about. Um you know, I find it interesting. I mean, you know, it's uh, when, when did yeah, I we guess become I'm a bad as, guy? I guess I'm a bad guy, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really care that much. To be honest. When did we become as fans? So, like, I, I don't know what the word is. Like, just a, like, um, not interested in this sort of drama. This is what, like, this is a big reason why I became interested in the inner workings of wrestling to begin with. Shit, yeah, like, go this. read a '91 Observer for God's sakes. Like, I mean, this know. is you know, it's you know, you know, it, you know, and, and and for a show like this, this is fucking gold for people like you and me. Um, and you can't tell me that fans aren't interested in this stuff because, like I said, all of our business metrics say much different. Uh, this is you know, so people are are, are curious and. Um, I don't know, but there has been a segment of the fan base that's like, uh, you know, like almost, you know, put off by all of this. I don't know, man. I, I don't well, have any dog in this fight. I think we're doing I, the, the AEW's dying again thing. which Yeah, it's always dying. The, the, it's the, always weekly, dying. the weekly AEW's dying thing. So I, I get I get. You're going to do a monster number tomorrow, you know, and... and uh, the show just ended. Let me tell you, Joe, it looked like a fucking hell of a show, and I think the company is going to stay alive for at least another this day. This is what I mean. So. I, you know, I'm going to watch the rest of it, and I'm probably going to do instant reaction a little early, earlier than usual, maybe even late night tonight just because of my schedule tomorrow. And, um, you know, I I, I got to say, that first half hour, it really felt like there was a new energy. I, 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 I'm going to watch the whole show and, and make a full judgment. I think but you're I, gonna, really... I, 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 I had the audio off. I think you're going to love the show. It looked like a really yeah, good show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it feels like there's a black cloud lifted, and this maybe was just something that finally, all of this tension in the back, maybe it's something that just finally needed to happen. And maybe the people who 
had nothing to do with any of this and they're just innocent bystanders trying to go to work and put on a wrestling show and make a career, you know, maybe they felt like there was a lot of tension lifted without Punk in the building, without the Young Bucks in the building, right? Uh, with Tony Khan finally kind of addressing and, and dealing with these things and, and, and maybe the people that were mad because Mox was clearly energized and he could have told Tony Khan, you know, you know, go kick rocks, man. I've earned this time off. No, he's there and he's working hard and, and, and cutting the most important promo, you know, of the show to open things up. And, and, and not just coming in for one week too. Presumably he'll be here for the next, you know, he's in a fucking tournament. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it's very obvious. The direction now is Mox MJF. So he's probably winning the tournament, you know? And it's like, um, so he's going to be the key player moving forward. And he's really been the MVP of the company because he saved their ass when punk was hurt and he's saving their ass again. And he just punches the clock and works hard, you know? And, and, and um, I can't wait to watch the rest of the show, but I really think, and like I said at the top, that in a weird way, this can end up being very beneficial for AEW because you know they're going to do a bigger number than they would have tomorrow, okay? Because there's going to be interest in this show. So if they successfully created some new storylines and some angles and some directions that are going to keep a lot of those people who are parachuting in to watch this one, this could all end up being a business positive for them too. You know, and, and again, you know, you know, I don't, you know, punk, I'd be more surprised if he sticks around than if he's fired. Like I I'm expecting him to be fired. I'm not, you know, I, but I, and, and, but I'm not writing off the possibility that they just suspend him and the, the speculation. Yeah, I don't think it's heck. impossible uh, not to cut you. I don't think it's impossible for them to say, all right, look, we're going to, however, you're going to be out for six months because your injury. Let's talk that for now. Yeah. Just go away. Don't talk to us. We won't talk to you. Go away. And in six months, get your surgery, get healed up, and let's see where you're at. And let's see where we're at, and let's see if we want to do this again. Yeah. You suspend them. You don't pay them for a while. You sit them down. You tell them, look, you're hurt anyway, and you were going to be gone anyway. There has to be punishment for this. And for all we know, Punk might be contrite. He might have woke up the next day and said and realized he really fucked up. <laughs> With the fight, I mean, the rant, maybe not, but the fight portion of it, he might, you know, he might, he be, might, he might, he might, he might, he might have sat down, he might have sat down with Tony Khan and said, you know what, this just got out of hand. I would put uh, very little money on that. I don't know if I'd bet on it. But it's <laughs> not awesome. betting on that. That is, this is a weekend of betting as, as the NFL season kicks off. That is not a bet that I'm taking, Joe, but if, uh, I suppose you could take that bet, the, the odds would be. Very large for that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If he wants to keep that five, that rumored five million dollar a year job, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, uh, you think he maybe went maybe the wife that- maybe he got home and AJ's like, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> you idiots? Yeah, that's 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 humbled many a men in the past. You know, you know, walking so, in the door I mean, and being like, and the you know the wife of the <laughs> what are you idiot, you dumbass. You call you know, him right so, now and say you're a poly. <laughs> you're sorry. Yeah, so. maybe he knew knows he blew up a golden goose and, and and but here's here's my point. If if they don't fire him and he has like a torn peck or something and he's out for nine or ten months, and you know, you suspend him while he's injured, you, you he rehabs, you forget that he you forget that CM Punk exists. That's such a blessing and, in disguise, by the way. Like that the, the, the cause I'm thinking Oh my it, god, it's 
Over yeah. the last few days, I'm thinking, man, what do you do here? How do right. you? You both are your champ. Like both got t- units are champions. CM Punk's your main champion. You just gave him the title. Oh, God, the leader just helped. the trio. I was like, fucking, what do you do here? And it's like, oh, he's got a torn pack. I'm like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> like, you know, a gift if, from the heavens. I'm totally. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, because like, either way, he's got to go. Yeah, right. it's it's. So yeah, my point is, and then you know, you bring him back in a year, and he's the biggest heel in the company. You make money off it because <laughs> he's gonna get booed out of the building. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, if there might gone, be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: if he's gone for that long, he might not. Right. If he came back in a month, he'd get booed out of the building. If he's gone for a year, he might come back a conquering. Listen, either way, if 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 you know, you know, but you know, there's all kinds of legal issues, and there was word that people were threatening to walk out. This is all speculation. But if there's a way to work it out where you don't have to, where he can come back, I mean, there's obviously money to be made there. This is fucking pro wrestling. Let's not forget that. You know, and, and, you know, if he, and he's also the biggest star in the company. And it's like, you know, Conor McGregor couldn't get fired. Conor McGregor, short of murdering someone, couldn't get fired by (laughs) UFC. No. You know, John Jones uh, goes on like, those press conferences. Yeah, speaking of press conferences, this guy will go onto a UFC press conference and say, This guy's fucking not paying me enough money. <laughs> this guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Main event, that guy's pay per view that night. So, yeah, so I think people just sometimes go a little overboard on the idea that Punk was disrespectful. I mean, like it or not, a certain level of star can get away with that stuff. Sure. Okay. It's, it's, Ish. and I'm not saying that, <laughs> I'm not saying that's right, but it's just the way it is. So, well, like you talked about it on Sunday. People were like, "Well, I couldn't do that at my job." Well, you're, you, oh, nobody cares. Nobody about cares job. about no your dopey cares. job. You don't, yeah, you, you could be replaced tomorrow. Like your job is not that important. Whoever you are, yeah. I just insert random person here. Most people listen to this, you know, and I'm with you. Hey, look, trust me, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm not that important. <laughs> trust me. No, they no. could replace me very quickly if they needed to. So, no, I, I've, they couldn't. I, they can't replace my moxie though, but uh, they could replace my. Uh, my job duties probably. So I, I listen. I tell the people that work for me all the time. Tomorrow morning, that door's getting unlocked, with or without me or you. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's a fact. Okay, uh, you know, it, it, business as usual. Whether I'm here, you're here, or you know, the guy we're arguing about is it, you know. So yeah, absolutely. It's not. Don't ever compare this shit to your job. It's so dumb. Um. But yeah, you know, uh, here it's, we are. It's funny you did mention that too. Uh, there, there was a shouting match at my job on on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, just the, everybody just walked back in. <laughs> like it was nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so people were like, "Oh, at my job, I couldn't do that." Well, <laughs> I kind of saw that happen, and the guy just walked back in, and they're like, "Well, yeah, we need some but, sales, yeah. so get on those phones." You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. You want I your mean, commission? And- well, you know what? I don't want to talk to you. You don't talk to me. Let's make some commissions. So. And pro wrestling is wholly unique in that the fact that it's fake fights but yet it's still considered like combat sports and it's almost like if a real fight breaks out it's more acceptable because there's fake fights it's just weird yeah, it's, it's pro it's wrestling yes. it's fucking weird and it, it has nothing to do with your job at you know as a middle manager with your fucking cubicle it, it, it you stop comparing those two things one has nothing to do with the other you cannot make analogies it's uh and people do that with sports all the time, and it's so stupid, you know. Like a player skips practice or mouths off to a co. Well, if I mouth off to my, bo- all right, okay, you're, you know, you're not the third best point guard in the league. That's why you can't get away with it. Okay, it's it's never compare your job to sports, 
or entertainment or, uh, or, or, you know, or anything else, you know, uh, A-list Hollywood stars just being a complete and total pain in the ass on set. You know, it's just the rules are different. The rules are different. Well, yeah, I would say it with sports things too. Like, oh, people, well, at my job, I'm like nobody, fifty thousand people don't watch you do your job. <laughs> like, yeah, don't pay a hundred dollars to watch you do your job. So, no, you don't matter in this. And there's there's a stack of resumes on someone's desk where you know for that job that you you're replaceable. It's different. You're not the draw. Um, maybe you are the draw at your job. Maybe you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in you which know, case, knock yourself maybe, out. Yeah, go crazy. Yeah, then then you can get away with this kind of thing too. Uh, but we'll see. Um, you know, it's uh, a lot of people think he's gone, though. And it's just a matter of crossing T's, dotting I's, doing it the right way before they officially announce anything. He allegedly, Meltzer said he had a meeting with Tony Khan today that where the meeting went well, but we don't know if what that means. We don't know if that means Punk was contrite and Khan is willing to overlook his actions or whether it means it went well in terms of coming to some kind of agreement to have them hit the bricks. So it just means that whatever they discussed, uh, you know, wasn't contentious and, and went well. Uh, what that means, nobody knows. So, um, you know, I, you know, it's very odd that they didn't mention anyone's name on the TV. Though. Very, very strange, even in a kayfabe manner. Um, you know, I'm sure we're going to get horrendous takes from people uh, claiming that the casual fans are going to be confused that uh, <laughs> it wasn't explained why. you got to be living so far under the world's heaviest My rock. My mom texted me saying, on, what's but, up with CM Punk? Um, <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Yeah, so get ready for those takes. The casual they have, fan, they don't know. If they're not out already, you know. Yeah. Oh, but, I'm sure um, they are. I'm sure they are. I'm sure that one's going to be out there. But uh, you got anything else on this? I mean, I I, I think kinda, I'm kind of good at this because we kind of we did a lot of it on Sunday, you know, and and um, you know if, if we hadn't done the show on Sunday, we'd have a lot more to to, to well maybe not because we're so there's so much new information now that um, a lot of what we were doing on Sunday was speculating on what was going to happen over the next few days, and now the next few days have happened, so <laughs> now we're just waiting on official word. To see uh, who's suspended, who's going to be allowed to come back to work, and, and who's going to be fired. So, I guess that's where we're at now, right? Uh, we're there. Yeah. So we'll see what what happens next. I mean, I guess the next thing would be yeah, who get, if anybody does get fired, and and if and when we have a return date for those that were listed in the suspensions, your, your Omegas, your Matt, Nick Jacksons, your Pat Bucks, your Christopher Daniels, Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler. I mean, that that's that 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 to me is the next big thing. Like the Punk and 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 Steel stuff. Like, I can't imagine those guys just waltz back in on, you know, next week. They're not just walking into Dynamite in Albany and saying, hey, how's it going, guys? How are you? You know what I mean? Like, those guys are pro- – but when do those dudes, the other guys, when, when, when do they feel comfortable enough bringing those guys back? Guys that that maybe didn't – depending on how you want to phrase it, didn't instigate the fight itself but maybe participated in the fight or, or, or ramped it up to another level, particularly Omega and the Bucks as being EVPs. Maybe they should not have done that or, or you know, maybe we'll get a little bit more of the legal – ramifications of this too because you know supposedly there were you know turner executives and AEW executives beyond just the wrestlers that were also in the room too and you know some people saying that you know the bucks got the uh and I, her name escapes me and i feel bad for for not remembering her name but uh it was like the head of the legal department they like got her 
with Mega. them and then they walked into the room and in which case that seems like okay now that's a little bit more of a hey we just want to talk about this thing or whatever i doubt you're you're like hey lawyer get in here with us because we're gonna kick sam fuck's ass like like that's probably but i don't know it's just so strange and weird and i guess we're gonna get a little bit more uh, about that in the next few days but yeah that, the next domino to fall is when who gets fired first or if, you know does anybody get fired and, and and when do we have a return date for these guys or maybe we did, maybe they're just on ice for 2 months you know what i mean maybe it's just a while and they just kind of say you know what we're going to prove that we can do it without you guys so if you guys want to come back to work prove to us that you can come back to work and prove that you're going to be okay and all that sort of stuff and then we'll bring you back but for now you know what we're fine we just had a great dynamite we just had a sold out Arthur Ashe stadium yada 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 we don't really need you guys right now so when you're ready to come back you know then we'll we'll decide the time's right, but uh, for right now we're we're doing okay without you. So I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be about, fascinating. You talk about Mega Parik. He's the yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, in AEW. sorry. And um, Meltzer is saying she was she saw the fight. Okay. So the the one one version of the story, and again, like I said, you always have to listen to it. one version of the story is that like you know. Matt and Nick were like, come with us. We're going to, you know, talk to Punk or whatever. And then another version is that she saw this the fight. So right. Which is that can. her running down a hallway realizing that there's a fight happening? Or is it truly Kenny in the box saying, hey, come along with us yeah. so we can talk to Punk about this, you know? Right. And you're going to get different versions based on whose camp you're hearing Right, from. right. Like the Young Bucks camp is probably the... Hey, we're just gonna grab this lawyer and go talk to Punk and see if we can yeah. settle this, you know. As <laughs> man officers, to man, you know, break as bread. Of, and... <laughs> as officers of the company, we were just bringing the second in command with us to discuss these matters, and you know, and 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 the other story is that they were pounded on the door and then super kicked it open, <laughs> and you know, and 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 that obviously believe, I can't believe that story. I'm, of all the stories, I can't believe that one. That one. And that would obviously be taken as an act of aggression. I would say if I'm <laughs> in that room, super. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got like Nakazawa's got you know their song, Cutler's got their song playing on their phone, you know, as they walk to the <laughs> yeah super kick party. <laughs> Cutler with the mask you know, <laughs> and, the, and the camera, the cold spray in Punk's you know? face. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Maybe yeah. I do care about this fight only if we fantasy book it that way, and then I'm in. So yeah, um, you know the fact that. Ace Steel was sent home and not fired. Well, yeah. Ace is probably out of all these people. Ace Ace probably got to go, right? He doesn't come across well in he any. Does version. not no version of the story results. No, I will. Okay, I will say this. Allegedly, his wife was in the room with a broken foot. Okay. So. Oh, I, so okay. So if th- things are going down. He's like, hey, fucking right. get away. Like, I, I will say, if my wife is in a room with a broken foot and two hundred pound men are throwing each other around. I'll brain someone with a chair too. I'll say it. I mean, I, I'd probably do that too. But I don't know if that's exactly how because the, all the other versions are he threw the chair and, and hit Nick <laughs> in the face, and you know. But but I, I would protect my injured wife from sure. turbulence going on around me. So if you know that again, this is why it's so dumb to speculate on the fights. It's just so stupid. Um, you, you know, it's uh. You're going to get different versions, even from the people that were there, let alone the people that got secondhand versions who then, you know, through telephone game, added or deleted their own <laughs> details to suit, you know, the narrative that they want out there or whatever. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the one that has to investigate it. But, you know, there's people who do that sort of thing uh, professionally that can kind of get to the bottom of these kind of details. And, you know, we'll, we'll find out who the aggressors were and... Um, you know what went down and 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 
hopefully we'll find out soon. I yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I this drama doesn't bother me as a fan. I, I you know I, it, it's it's interesting. You know, I, you don't want to see people beating each other up, obviously, but um, you know, from a standpoint of is is all this shit interesting? I mean, it certainly has shaken up the company. Um, you know, who's the you know, MJF is a true victim here. I mean, what the fuck did that guy do? His his fucking main event program got blown up. He didn't do shit. In fact, one version I heard, he was help trying to break it up. You know, so, uh, you know, that, that guy's big story with Punk is out the window. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think I'm... We got an hour and a half of it. Yeah, I think we're good. I, I got everything maybe, I need. Maybe out that's to... why MJF was trying to break it up. He saw money flying. Yeah, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, come on! My story. Cooler heads, guys. <laughs> My story. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we. I can't lose Punk. But then again, <laughs> right. Punk's injured anyway. He's gone anyway. Right, 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 right. Like that's the other. Like he was going to be gone anyway. So that that whole thing got blown the fuck up. Which also brings up a, a bigger point too about like, all right, even when even if cooler heads prevail eventually after six or seven months or whatever. This guy cannot stay healthy anymore. Good point. This is twice now. Yeah. Like, he, he can't have a physical match he without suffering. He can't have big-time main event matches anymore, clearly. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he. it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue. I mean, if this is it for him, he was there exactly a year. Um, It was a pretty phenomenal run. I mean, <laughs> he, run. He, <laughs> I saw a lot of the matches live, and they were great. A bunch of great matches, a bunch of great moments, some of the most memorable moments in company history, some of the most memorable moments in this era of wrestling. I mean, you know, the, the, the what was the Rampage called? Last Dance, Second last dance, dance, First Dance. Last Dance. First Dance. Fuck first dance. <laughs> first dance. dance. Not Last Dance. First Dance. Last Dance is the Jordan game. Yes. First Dance yes. is what they were playing off of. So yes. First Dance. And then, uh, you know, all the great promos, the feud with MJF, which was a classic. Um, so you can't say that if this is it for him, it didn't deliver. I mean, he delivered from a, he helped him to their first million dollar gate, which he was quick to remind people of during his rant. <laughs> uh, you know, he, uh, you know, helped draw a number of million dollar gates and he obviously popped ratings and sold a shit ton of t-shirts. So from a business perspective, it was a win from a uh, performance perspective he had a bunch of great matches a bunch of great promos a bunch of great memorable moments i mean you can't bury the run that he had that you can't do oh no no business wise i mean business biggest business for aw for a while and 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 uh match wise and 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 promo wise and story wise i mean a lot of this stuff was really really good uh, a lot of the stories now there's been a lot of people like going back and and <laughs> And finding old promos and stuff of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. It's like, yeah, I think uh, I, I'd imagine more of the locker room was probably on the Bucks side. I, every story was like, Punk, you're a snake and I don't trust your ass. You know what I mean? You're a miserable fuck. Like every story in this entire company was about how miserable of a punk, you know, uh, he, he's bad. It was just uh, really, really funny. You know, Eddie Kingston saying, no, I used to look up to you, but now I don't. Now, you, now I know you're just this fucking snake. You're... <laughs> You're an asshole, and then you know Moxley's saying you're mentally weak, you're physically weak, you know. So sort of like, I'm like, man, this guy's been just getting destroyed for a year straight by all these promos. But I, I gotta tell you, you know, everyone keeps pulling up his tweet. You know, support your coworker deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, even uh, freezing cold takes. Got I saw freezing cold takes got involved in it. Yeah, good for them. But, they're but gonna have a busy. They, they always have a busy little. This is their busy year, and they're 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 still getting in the right. wrestling game. So good for them. 
the quote, that's not the quote I would throw in his face. The quote that I would throw in Punk's face is the apology needs to be as loud and public as the disrespect. Yes, because that, oh my man, if he's going to apologize about this stuff, oh boy. Oh, that, well, Give here's a, a whole mic. rampage. CM Punk a... speaks rampage this Friday. <laughs> here's a mic, champ. Get yeah, right. to it. You know do, what I mean? Do, like, do, yeah, hit the mic. Boom, boom, boom. All yours, pal. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tony Khan comes out to start off an episode of Rampage. Tonight on Rampage, CM Punk, they, they show the tweet on the on the big screen and go, all right, doom, 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 doom. That's all yours, he, well, buddy. <laughs> that wasn't even, a, that's what he said after he called out Hangman. Yeah. His grandstand Hangman challenge. And then he said, the apology needs to be as loud in public as the disrespect. And then he moved on to, <laughs> to Moxley. Well, you know, if that's the case, you know, hit that music. And he's got to come down the ring. And, it's going to be uh, a long segment. Be very loud and be very public about um, uh, about his apology. Uh, you know, so that that this guy has a bevy of quotes that are just being thrown <laughs> yeah, in his yeah, face it's now. Pretty bad. Um, you know, and you know, so who? It, it's crazy. You know, a fucking poor dog sitting in that room. Yeah, let's let's think about fucking the dog. He had a bad. Barry. That dog had a bad day. Larry had a bad day. Hey, well, that one version. Omega rescues the dog <laughs> out of a burning building. I don't know. The building started burning at some point. We have no idea when that happened, but yeah, he uh, he, he rescued the dog out of a burning building. Uh, the so second, to... the third, the third. It was, I believe, on the the roof of uh, the now arena too. So congratulations to Kenny Omega. For... Oh, Rich, of course, being facetious, but I seriously read a version of the fight where he saved, the, where he was, <laughs> he went in to get Larry. To be fair, I could, I could see that, right? And then he went to hand off Larry to someone, and then Ace Steel like started biting him. Like that—that's there's could, a version of the story that is. I could I, honestly, I, of all, I could see that version for sure, right? And that he had every intention of just being like a, a, a peacemaker, but then got involved. So we need Larry's. We need Larry's side of the story. Man, you got Ace Steel's wife with a broken foot. You got a dog. <laughs> These people have nothing to do with. Leave the dog and the wife out of this. this is what they do. Like what? 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 Awful circumstances for the dog and the wife to be caught in the middle of all of this. <laughs> who knows? Maybe she's swinging her crutch at everybody. Yeah. Right? Who you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. She could. She's maybe not, Larry. Yeah. Don't, don't Larry, assume that she's out of this thing. Yeah. She had. She had weapons, and yeah, Larry could be biting everybody too. Larry could. He, he, maybe. He, he, maybe Larry he, bit everybody that thought it was a steel, and they're like, "No, it was Larry that bit me." Larry. So. Maybe Larry's got a mouthful of Cutler's ass cheek. You know. <laughs> right, he's. Right. We we don't know. You know. It's uh chicanery back there um <laughs> wrestling's that's so fucking dumb oh but it's also it's great. great it's the greatest and the dumbest thing ever that's why i always tell people when when people are like oh i'm disappointed by wrestling i'm like don't let yourself get disappointed by wrestling wrestling is the scummiest dumbest just weirdest business ever but it's also tremendous you love it for a reason like don't 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 stop loving it because the reason you love it is because of all these same things because it's weird and unique and strange and 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 and, and yeah, it, people are gonna. There are always people that that get into wrestling and think, "Oh man, this is cool," and then eventually go, "Wow, this is not at all what I thought it was gonna be." And that, that's gonna happen. That a lot of people will come and go, but those deep down wrestling fans, people that have been watching it their entire lives, this is this is what it is. It's a scumbag business. It's a it's a it's a, a carny ass professional lying business, and it fucking rules. So. It's 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 men who take themselves way too seriously, right. and this is what it leads to. Right? Yeah, all this is so dumb. It's, Try to explain any of this to a normal human being. You know, I I thought about it 
and I'm like, oh, should I explain all this to my wife? And then I, I, I went through it in my head. I'm like, I can't. I cannot do it. Like, how do you, how do you even explain? Start, yeah, yeah. Like, where do you start with punk and cult? And then it, it's just you can't. A normal human, there's just too much to you know. You can't do it because it's not normal. They're just gonna stare at you, glassy eyed. Like what? <laughs> what? So you know, good. it's so good. Um, this business rocks. How do I explain that CM Punk felt like Hangman Page was undercutting the babyface? Uh, <laughs> right. you know, like I can't explain that. Right. <laughs> you know, that right. no... So what happened was is a uh, uh, chick magnet Punk was uh, in the ring, and Hangman Adam Page uh, said workers' rights, and that was actually a reference to a, a, a long-standing rivalry between uh, chick magnet Punk and his uh, fellow uh, wrestling trainee uh, Scott Colton Colt Cabana. It's been actually going on for quite now, a like... while. <laughs> yeah. But but Punk felt that as a baby face that <laughs> right, he, he was made to look like as a good guy he was made to look like a bad guy and he thought that affected the build to their upcoming professional wrestling match in a couple of days. They might not draw as much money as possible, and it, <laughs> right. you can't. You have to get in the whole history of drawing money. And they've already left the room. They've already left the room, and they're on their phone, or they're just thinking, "My God, I'm I'm married to this thing that's explaining this to me." So they already don't care. It's just you know totally boring. It's the most fascinating thing to us, but anyone who's not involved in it would think it's just the most boring, like, why are you wasting your time with this nonsense? That's what it is. Um, we got some other topics, we right? We do have we, some other topics. Oh, well, I guess we should talk about um, the, the show drew another million-dollar gate. Okay, so bravo for that. Uh, Khan said it will not match last year's buy rate, but it, it – it, uh, would exceed 150,000 buys. So once again, the accurate pay-per-view predictor, Joe Lanza, was right on the money once again with the uh... – I think I'm going to retire from pay-per-view predicting. I mean, you got to – like you win so much. Yeah, you're like Jordan after the sixth title. It's like, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I'm like Costanza, go out on top. Yeah. George Costanza, just, you know, go out on top. Um, you know, I, I just uh, – my finger's too too much on this pulse, Rich. Um Anything else from a business perspective that doesn't have anything to do with the melee? I don't think so. Um, the combo tickets was probably a poor idea. And that was I mean, not they- a good idea. Yeah, having – and I will say, and I talked about it a couple weeks ago, asking a group of wrestling fans, a group of Chicago wrestling fans in particular, uh, to go to three shows in six nights in Hoffman Estates, which is nowhere near where anybody lives. It's near where I live. I don't live very near where a bunch of a bunch of other people live. A lot of people that are going to those shows live nowhere fucking near Hoffman Estate. So having them go three nights and six days, a horrific idea. Did not work at all. I could see people going to Dynamite. I could see people going to the pay-per-view. If you wanted to combo those tickets, I could see that. That's Wednesday and that's Sunday. You can justify that. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, that's never going to work. And, and and I had buddies who were just giving away Rampage tickets. I don't know. what I, I, I did not actually see what the crowd looked like. Uh, on Rampage, but uh, I can just tell you that tickets were very available for Rampage. So that that show seemed like the one that was the biggest victim of everything. People went to Dynamite, obviously all out. When I was there in the building, I did not see any empty seats, really. I, I mean, other than the production kills, uh, there was maybe a scattered few seats here and there. That was could have been people going to get popcorn or whatever while I was there. But for the most part, that building was completely full uh, on Sunday, as, as full as it could possibly be. So they did well on Sunday. Uh, from everything I heard, the Rampage did okay, but there were also large amounts of the Rampage or the the Dynamite uh, crowd that were a little a little light. And then Rampage, I heard from everybody else, from people that told me that it was. It, I, I've heard the word just sparse, dire, you know, 
whatever. Like, it wasn't good. Rampage was not good. So that that was a very, very bad idea. If you're going to do that combo ticket, if that thing was in the United Center or Wintrust Arena, I think you could pull off the combo ticket. If this thing is going to be in Madison Square Garden, you could pull off the combo ticket. If this thing's going to be in a major metropolis, downtown arena, I think you could pull this off. If you're going to have it out in the suburbs, and, and particularly this suburb, uh, I don't think you're going to be able to pull off the combo tickets thing ever again. One more thing from the presser, and this kind of is getting ignored because of, well, you know, I'm doing the hand gesture. Uh, so uh, look around. This is why th- this piece of the presser is being ignored. But um, Tony Khan was set off by the idea that WWE stacked this weekend with shows, including the NXT show, um, compared himself to Jim Crockett, said, but I have a lot more money than Jim Crockett. <laughs> that was a great And quote. I'm paraphrasing. And I'm paraphrasing, he went on to say, and I'm not going to take this fucking shit anymore with vitriol in his voice and crazy eyes. Rich, and I guess this is a good transition to a new topic, has WWE poked an $8 billion bear? I mean, we've talked about that since day one. Like, for all these people are like, yeah, Vince McMahon and WWE, they're a juggernaut. Vince McMahon is worth a little over $2 billion. And he's embroiled in a sex scandal and probably doesn't have much time left in this world. Let's be honest. He's 77 years old. The cons can buy and sell the McMahons with a finger snap. Like four times over, too. Yeah. And and when, and when you're talking billions four times over, I'm not sure people understand the difference between $8 billion and $2 billion. Like... Because people, I don't think, have a good idea. Have you ever seen like those visual graphs of what a billion dollars oh, looks yeah. like? <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah, compared to like a hundred thousand dollars, and it's like we're talking eight billion versus two billion. And I and we've talked much like we talked about from the start of AEW. Do you want to inject the poison of punk into your locker room? And well, I'm gesturing again, Rich. Here's what could happen when you inject the poison of punk into your locker room. Okay. Played nice for a year. We have also always talked about will WWE eventually poke the $8 billion bear and make this thing personal. And you really don't want to make things personal with people who can buy and sell you. That's a dangerous game to play. And Tony Khan has been fiscally responsible to this point, and he's running it like a business. But if he feels like they're getting petty, and you know, and he doesn't like hearing Triple H tell Ariel Hawani, "Well, they beat our developmental brand," you know, I, I don't know if I'd poke that bear. WWE has the high ground; they got a massive lead. The, the two the two companies aren't even in a comparable position. We all know that. Maybe leave well enough alone. You know, it's like, how many pay-per-view buys do you think you took from them by airing NXT Worlds Collide a couple hours earlier? I mean, not many. Not many people said, eh, that's enough wrestling for me today. Yeah, I was going to order that all It was all funny out, that but... uh, the, the Justin Barrasso piece did mention something. I, I forget the exact wording. But, yeah, it was, like, absurd because I'm like, I don't think anybody finished Worlds Collide and said, well, I was going to purchase that pay-per-view, but I am satiated. My professional wrestling for the day is satiated. Honey, 
what do you want to watch on TV? I was going to watch All Out, but I'm good. I just saw Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker. I'm good. Call <laughs> the cable company and cancel that All Out because I have seen enough yeah, wrestling cracks his today. knuckles and goes, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's enough pro wrestling for me tonight. <laughs> you know, adjusting the waist on the pants and saying, you know what hit the spot for me? Dewdrop. I've had enough today. <laughs> uh, that didn't, you know, it, tiny numbers at best. And, and I'm not even sure they counter-programmed. I don't even know if that's the case. I don't even know for sure if WWE went through the thought process of, I, I'm not even sure they thought about that. But Khan thinks they did. And that's really all that matters. And if you look in the, his eyes, he's got the crazy eyes when he says that. I would not fuck with that kind of money. Because they got money to burn. They could just fucking do all kinds of crazy shit to counter-program you. Just spiteful, dumb shit that is bad for business. But that this is how wrestling wars eventually go. We all know this. Right down to local indies calling the fire departments on each other. <laughs> right. You know? Stealing so, rings in the middle of the night and shit, yeah. Is this what we've done? Have we poked the $8 billion bear? Is that what we're doing here? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's I, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I wonder... Uh, people in the note of chat room are trying to think of like what would the counteract be? Do you have any idea what that? If you are, you know, eleven billion dollar net worth con family, like how do you counteract that? Like what? 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 What do you do in your head if you're like, you know what? Fuck these guys. We're doing X. Start booking stadiums before they can get their big shows in them. Start buying stadiums so they can't put their shows in yeah, well, them. All the some... shit that Vince McMahon has done over the right, years. Right, I was going to say get exclusivity with stadiums. Uh, I think one of the things, Trevor Dame uh, brings this up. Uh, he says, uh, Tony likes to see himself as a bigger Crockett, and the Crockett move would be to run a loaded Battle of the Belts clash for free against a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, that's you probably know, the play. There, that, that's probably the first play there. In an old school wrestling sense, just load up a, a gigantic, huge show. Um, Bill Dixon brings up a good point: freeze WWE out of NFL stadiums. Yeah, Shaq could call those yeah. guys and say, "Hey, <laughs> you know, you're not going to let uh, play any uh, 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 have any events in your stadiums anymore." This guy, so For, forget the money. Look at the friends. Look at the connections. The friends, yeah. You know, and and Flexing um, gate. He can he can not allow. I forget who uh, who they supply, but do not sell cars to these wrestlers. Wrestlers are not, fucked. No more Toyotas for any of you. <laughs> yeah. It's you know it, it could even be something as 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 simple as just offering ridiculous sums of money to free agent wrestlers. Right, call Brock tomorrow and just give him twenty dollars. Say Brock, show up on Wednesday for here's twenty million dollars. And <laughs> I yeah, mean, I don't know just, if I would do that. It seems like a bad move too. But you know, hey, it, it, yeah. yeah but that's, that's my whole point with agitating billionaires to the point where they don't care if they waste their money anymore is not something you probably want to do, you know, and, and WWE can't really play that same game as a publicly traded company. They have to be fiscally responsible. That's why we've always talked about this. One guy runs a private business and has four five, six times the money. The other company is, has to be run in a fiscally responsible way. So if it ever got down to a dick measuring contest or a pissing match or, or, you know, old school, dirty tactics, one side has a, has every advantage. So, um, you know, that's something else to think about. And, and, you know, even on the media call, when, you know, he gave that really short answer, somebody, some radio station asked about the forbidden door. <laughs> the rock. It was the rock in Dayton, Ohio, wasn't it? It was something like that. 
yeah, the Rock of Dayton, Ohio. It was, it was yeah. a good question for like ninety four point seven. The Rock, like, how's yeah. it going? I'm rocking rich, and this yeah. is this is Jack and Joe, and we're here on W nine K Dayton's The Rock, like playing all the great classic rock. <laughs> we're doing two for Tuesday. That means two from Led Zeppelin coming <laughs> right, up. Right, right, right. Like, it's uh... you've been requested Van Morrison, and here it is. But we come back, <laughs> yeah. the eighth caller, you know, then they do morning zoo yeah. shit, yeah. It's five o'clock. It's quitting time. That means forty-eight straight minutes of music. You know, right. oh. <laughs> we're rocking so, on the rock. Dur, 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 dur. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. God, I wish I was a fucking just but, generic radio guy. What a life! But that was legitimately who asked the question. <laughs> yes, it was ninety-seven point nine, The uh, Rock, or whatever. Well, I'm gonna get the exact uh, station it was. But uh, so was... the question was: uh, Will the Forbidden Door open with WWE now that Vince is at it? <laughs> yeah, great. And, and, well, it, it led to it a wasn't great good. It was a, a, a not that good question, but led to a great answer. So Yeah, because then Tony said, well, I thought, and paraphrasing, I have the exact answer in our, in my report, but he said something like, um, well, I thought so, but the way they've treated me lately, I'm, I'm less confident in that. And then there was this awkward pause. Thank you. And you know, Tony, he wants to talk. Somebody like say something, minutes. please. But he his, he gave a one sentence answer to that, filled with vitriol, and then his demeanor completely changed for the rest of the media call. He was a completely different person. It agitated him thinking about it, and um, it was very similar in tone to the scrum the other night when when he said that he's not going to take this fucking shit anymore. And everyone was like, "Whoa, okay, man, <laughs> we believe you," you know. Um, you know, he could have been also stewing over what was going on in the back because I think Jericho tipped him off to what had happened uh, when he left the stage. But um, something else to think about. Is the war going to get dirty now? So, um, you know, and this is Triple H's dream because now he has the high ground. You know, he got beat by this guy once and he could downplay it all he wants. That You know it bothers Triple H that he got beat by this guy. And um, nah, it's developmental. It's fine. It, yeah, yeah, of course. It's not what it was. But, uh, yeah, well, it's not what it was two years ago, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I'm sure this will be our lead topic for weeks to come. I don't think it's going away. I don't think it's just everyone. It's gonna... been our lead topic for weeks headed in. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, just, just think, Rich. The. Uh, the dominoes that fell here. Me being very suspicious of a Hangman Page promo um, has 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 led to all of this down the pike. So it's my astute ears. It's those perfectly honed instincts. I try to tell people. You were right on that night. You you said it. I know you, you want. It. You kept wanting to change the subject. I'm like Rich, <laughs> I've got something here. And you're like, oh my god! I mean, I, it went on for like 45 minutes, but it ended up, yeah, it ended up being breaking well, an entire country. The company afraid... is now dead because of it. The company is now dead because it's of it. So because you're afraid of 19 year old communists that are listening, and, and you, you think that they're all going to get mad, okay? But you know, perfectly honed instincts. Went in again. What do we got next? Well, we got a bunch of, show, a bunch of shows you didn't watch. A bunch of shows I didn't watch, and some news that we're going to talk about. Uh, as well. So the shows can go quickly, which thank God, because we've gone two hours on this. But Can they? Uh, 
I think they can. But, I, have uh, a lot to, I have a lot to say. About oh, okay. <laughs> well, then you can have the, the floor will be yours. I'm going to do some laundry, pet some dogs. I'll be good. Uh, but I do have to let you know this episode of the Flagship Podcast is brought to you by our friends at HelloFresh. And if you have a packed schedule this fall, HelloFresh has meals covered with a le- weekly selection of 30 plus recipes and 70 plus convenient items all delivered to your door. Now more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save some money. In fact, HelloFresh is 25% less expensive than takeout and is even cheaper than grocery shopping too. Enjoy the freshest fall flavors. Every HelloFresh recipe includes ripe, just-picked produce that travels from the farm to your door in less than a week. And fall is also the perfect time to cozy up with some delicious sweets. Get the whole family involved with HelloFresh's limited-edition kid-friendly Baking kits and HelloFresh is not just for desserts. You can shop at the HelloFresh market for quick breakfasts, wholesome snacks, and even desserts. You'll find everything you need to satisfy your cravings without stepping foot in the grocery store or the mini Martin. HelloFresh works on your schedule. Plans are flex- uh, flexible, and you can change your meal preferences, update your delivery day, and even change your address with just a few taps on the HelloFresh. App. So now the big part here is you're going to want to go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use our promo code VOW16. And it's going to get you 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. And that is incredibly important this time of year. I'm the person that summer-wise, I, I take I took a little time off from HelloFresh in the summer because I like barbecue and I just like coming home and throwing something on the grill, eating it real quick. But in the fall and in the winter, I want some heartier meals. I want some variety in my life. And that is where HelloFresh comes in. And they're more than happy to fit into your hectic fall weekend schedule, fall weeknight schedule, I should say, with schools and practices and all that sort of stuff. You're all good. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Use that promo code VOW16 and you'll get started with 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Again, it's HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use that promo code VOW16. 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Hey, how about Bob Fish challenging Punk to a fight? A non-wrestling fight. Did you see that? He clarified a non-wrestling fight. Yeah, it's any discipline Punk would like. <laughs> any, whatever. You want to go judo. You want to go. I love Boxing. any discipline. Yeah, mixed. It could be mixed too, you know. Muay Thai. <laughs> Anything you want, Punk. And he's been very Taekwondo, Hapkido. You want Hapkido? Anything. <laughs> yeah. Thumb wrestling. Slap fighting. And he's he's been burying punk for weeks. <laughs> yeah, Bob is really trying to get involved in this all. Making fun of him on Twitter for his kicks and just shitting all over the guy. And, and you know, he did kick out at 3.1 from that go to sleep way back when. You know, and and, and that was kind of weird. We talked about it, remember? We talked about that. How that was ooh, we did talk put, about a, put it. a pin in that boy. That's a little weird, so and now, you know, he he, he didn't get his contract renewed because I guess Kyle O'Reilly's got the neck fusion deal that's going to keep him out like a year. So, um, you know, I guess they either just didn't see a use for fish or there's some dark Twitter stuff going around with, with them not renewing him either that, you know. Um, but the point is he spent all that time. And, and, and by the way, it has nothing to do with the QAnon stuff from years ago or anything like that. There's just uh, – um, something else out there floating around but he's burying the guy for weeks and then he you know his his contract's up on august 30 or how many days 30 days has september april june and november august 31st his contract is up 
And uh, and and then he he's out there on his podcast, just flat out challenging the guy to a fight. Unbelievable, this Bob Fish. Now Punk's never going to accept. You know, it's total grandstanding. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think that'd be a good. I think Fish would wreck him. That's not a good idea for Punk. Um, Fish has been in in in, in sanctioned fights and won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he would. Uh, yeah, would not. Um, I, I don't like I don't like Punk's chances. He said any weight. He goes, you tell me how much catch you weight, want me to weigh. Catch weight. He's like, we'll do a catch weight. <laughs> do a catch Any weight, keto. I don't care. Yeah. He's like, I like the Bucks. They're my friends. And uh, I don't like you. And we can fight. Just tell me the time, place, <laughs> And tell me how much I have to weigh. Okay. Listen, I, I don't know. I got respect for that. You know, that's that's just... That's just calling a man there, out. There's no beating up. around the bush. There's no passive aggressive out of Bob. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you can't even say he's just trying to make himself part of the story or anything because he's been burying Punk for weeks. <laughs> right. Like, like before this ever happened, he's just been burying the fucking guy. And for all we know, that's why he didn't get renewed. You know, maybe it had something to do with fucking maybe he's challenging the guy to fight to the back, you know, I, and maybe, that you know, who knows? But man, he doesn't like that guy. And he wants to fight him. <laughs> so. So Bob Fish coming to an indie near you. <laughs> yeah, doing, doing judo. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's another factor here. There's so many webs and tentacles. Oh, it's you know? so big. Yeah. It's, this is and dude, this is what when you bring in CM Punk, like and we and, and go back. I, I listen to our old shows because a lot of people are like, oh, you need to bring back clips from your old shows. There's a lot. Go back and listen to like the shows from a year ago. That's all I'll tell you. Like it, it nothing was like easily clippable. It was very long discussions. Very you know nothing that we could bring back for the beginning of the show or whatever. But like. We're all like every caveat that we bring about Punk is like, hey, you know, there's this, there's this, and then we're always like, yeah, but he is CM Punk. You know, there's he just he just makes everybody around him miserable. Like at at some point during the whole CM Punk thing, no matter how, no matter what he's doing, no matter where he's at, it's just at eventually everybody just starts hating the guy, and he will have a few allies here and there, but for the most part. A lot of people just start hating him, and a lot of his friends start despising him, and he loses a lot of friends a lot. <laughs> they come and go. It's just this guy, it's just, he comes in and it's just, he just burns it all down. <laughs> it's And you, yeah, he's so good that you let it happen, but man, it's just, it, it's so funny to see it all happen again, and, and we all knew it was going to happen eventually, but uh, I, yeah, I'll be well, honest, well, you know. it lasted longer than I thought. If you listen to our yeah, old shows, I thought yeah. we were like three or four months in before Punk's like, I ain't losing to that motherfucker. Like, you know, Adam Jeff guy is a punk. I don't like his ass. You know, it was pretty good. Like, we actually got about eight, I don't know, about eight months out of, out of Punk, you know. That... It, it lasted so long that we even did a show where we were like, oh, man, should we apologize to Punk? He's, uh, <laughs> he's behaving himself. We actually had that discussion yeah, one time. Yeah, we did. You know, where we're like, oh, maybe we should apologize to Punk. You notice Fish went after FTR, too. He, he uh, He's like. The, the quote was like, fuck it, I'll name names FTR. I don't like those guys either. You know, I, I'd be professional if I had to work with them, but I don't like those motherfuckers. So, and, and they're obviously, you know, tied in with punk. And, you know, th- Tony Khan really dropped the ball. First of all, we never got Red Dragon versus Young Bucks, not one time. And, Rich, this is a fact. Do you know that Red Dragon wrestled exactly two? tag team matches in AEW. I do. Two. Yeah. Fred, Fred Moreland wrote an article for uh, voice wrestling.com about that. And I, I was like, are you sure? And he's like, look, here's the, here's the link to cage match. And I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. They had one three-way tag, one tag team battle Royal, and only two 
traditional two versus two tag team matches their entire time in the company. Wild. One was a was a squash on dark, and uh, the other was against uh, uh, the fucking land of the lost dorks. Um, Jurassic, Jurassic Express, yes. or whatever their name is. That's it. Never got the, the the Young Bucks match. Now, I know that both of those guys were in and out, uh, you know, injured. But there was a solid four to six month period where they were both healthy and both available. And that's something where Khan just dropped the ball. I mean, they're a tag team. Now, they did put over the Jungle Express or Lucha Express. What the fuck? What's the name of that tag? Lucha Expr- Jurassic uh, Express. Jurassic Express. They did put them over on, on Dynamite. But it, realistically... Red Dragon should have put over a bunch of different teams. They should have been. They should have wrestled as a team way more than they did. They should have put over a bunch of teams with with Fish taking the fall because I know they like O'Reilly as a singles guy. Fish is forty six years old. He's the pin eater of the team. They should have lost a bunch of matches to a bunch of other tag teams. Whether it was the Acclaimed, whether it was the Young Bucks, whether it was the Lucha Brothers, whether it was uh, fucking whoever the fuck. Okay, and it just didn't happen. And that's a dropped ball. That was a missed opportunity. They could have some great matches too, and it just uh, that was one of the victims of just, I guess, uh, deep roster and and you know whatever the fuck, just forgetting you have some people on hands. Well, and and Fred brought it up in his piece as well that like, and it's something you've rallied against too. Like sometimes t- Tony is very conservative in his booking, and he's mm-hmm. always holding off for well, I'll I'll do that eventually, or I got time. We're seeing you don't have as much time as you might think with some of these guys. You yeah. know, like everybody didn't sign on the dotted line and say, I'm with you now for the next 10 years. Let's do this thing. Like, you know, Malachi Black is another guy that that apparently, you know, reports are uh, as of today that, that he has been granted his release. And that's not official yet. So I'm not going to you're not going to go through that right now. We'll have time to maybe do that next week if it, if it becomes official. But like that's a guy who, you know, maybe you had some matches that you wanted out of him. Well, now you're done. You know, Bobby Fish and, and is done. Kyle O'Reilly is hurt. So, OK, now you're not getting anything out of Red Dragon and. and and punks presumably maybe so there was maybe some match like these things are you know do you need to book every single dream match right off the gates no but you maybe need to be a little bit more aggressive yeah. about okay we got this guy we got him for x amount of time here's the matches that we need to do you know what i mean we had him for a year or whatever let's let's you know just don't assume that these guys are going to be here forever and that you have all the time in the world to, to book these matches yeah you know it's it's that's a big thing in mma where the theory is if we have the money match now, there's no need to put it off another second. Just book it. Because right. you the never guy's going to lose. The hurt. guy's going to get hurt. You don't know. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think in pro wrestling, you have a little more leeway in that you can control the outcomes, but you can't control injuries. You can't control me gesturing again. Uh, you know, the shit that's been, that, that's been happening in this company over the last, you know, those there's some things you cannot control. So, um, yeah, I, I think Tony – you know, on one hand, it's 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 good to be a little conservative and hold some of the matches back for your most important moments. But on the other hand, you do eventually have to shit or get off the pot with some of this stuff. There's a lot of like if Punk never wrestles for them again, there's a lot of matches that got left on the table. And 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 Red Dragon, you know, they're not huge stars or anything like that, but they clearly would have been useful in the way that I described. You know, having short television feuds with these teams. And instead, they were used as Adam Cole's, you know, lackeys, for lack of a better term, which, uh, you know, but they still could have done all those things while being aligned with Adam Cole. How did the how did the Young Bucks match never happen? They even started building towards it. You know, maybe the injuries, but again, that's more reason to just fucking do it. You know, do it on the main event of a diet. They could have done that match. They had plenty of time to do that match. So... 
Um, maybe some lessons to be learned there for, for Mr. Khan uh, as he sees injury. He had a, a nightmare year for injuries, uh, a nightmare year for all this extracurricular shit. Uh, maybe he will be a little more proactive in doing money matches when he has them on the table. Are you ready for some groundbreaking breaking news here, Joe? Oh, I am always ready for that's not live that groundbreaking news. Okay, really didn't. Oh, what the fuck, man? You can't, you know, get my nipples all hard and then. You <laughs> well, know, hey, you know what? Maybe this will make your nipples hard. New Japan Pro Wrestling is proud to announce the November launch of New Japan Tamashi. Yes, Tamashi. I believe is how you pronounce it. A new brand that will see New Japan names compete in Australia and New Zealand, as well as highlight the very best in Australian talent. Well, Rich, because I am plugged in with friends in high places, I already knew this. Oh, well, the okay, so you're not didn't know that, sir. You're not telling me anything I don't know. But you can go ahead and keep explaining That's this it. to the police. That's all. That's done. Yeah. So basically, New Japan strong in Oceania. Yes, correct. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And coming to the most depleted scene <laughs> imaginable at this point, that everybody hates each other. Uh, nobody is there. Everybody's retiring and, and leaving. So. Uh, a good time to go there, uh, to, to jump into the scene. But, uh, hey, maybe they'll revitalize it a little bit. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, pretty cool announcement there uh, from New Japan. And uh, good, good. Yeah, we might see some Tony Kazina, right? Some work for the uh, the Wheelman, maybe, coming up? Listen, the Wheelman's going to be, you know, he's center. office. You know, yeah, he's, he's office, yeah, front and center in this whole thing. So good for, good for wheel the Wheelman. Wheelman. Kick it, get it, kick it real. Wheelman. Um. Yeah, man. So uh, eventually that was going to happen. That's why fa- we're stuck with Fale forever. I mean, he's got the dojo down there in New Zealand. So, uh, you know, it, it, and that's why he's not exactly the most high effort guy. He's he's locked in, man. He's got himself a good gig. So I've got some Australian matches in the queue that I'm going to review soon. I've been um, we got to catch back up with. Australia. Yeah, we do. We do have to. Maybe this is a good opportunity to catch back in Australia because there, there's some things happening. I, not all of them positive, but there's starting there's to get happening. back going. Yeah, it's starting, starting to get, get back, back going. On. But yeah, a lot of the the, the, the companies that kind of made Australian wrestling are now eh, not exactly making Australian wrestling. But there's some new companies uh, that have popped up in the last uh, a few years or the last year or so. Uh, Dust like, is starting to settle. Yes, 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 yes. Some new companies yeah. are arriving and and uh, in the in the smoldering mass. Uh, maybe leading us forward, but uh, that is uh, that is that news about New Japan. Uh, quickly, let's go to uh, Noah here. Uh, this week, Noah announced that Keiji Muto's retirement tour will end on Tuesday, February twenty first, uh, as Noah returns to the Tokyo Dome for the first time since one of the best shows of all time, Noah Destiny two thousand and five. So, what we have left on Noah's retirement tour: September twenty fifth, October thirtieth, January twenty second at Yokohama Arena. That's the final Great Muta match. And then on February 21st at the Tokyo Dome, Keiji Muto Grand Final Pro Wrestling Last Love Holdout. Okay, so you have to, we have to give Noah some credit because they've gotten some things right. Number they got one, it. they got the final match, which we like, yeah. were very worried that they somehow, some way, Keiji was going to hustle them and then do his own produce show or New Japan was going to host his final night, but that did not happen. Right. And as New Japan was angling for it. And. You know, they sent great Ocon to the N1 final to work the six man tag with Muta and um, with great Muta. What a six man team. Great Ocon, great Muta, and Nosawa Rangai. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a happening, as Gorilla Monsoon would say. But give Noah credit. They got the match. Okay. And, and presumably, you know, the Muta stuff is kind of cooling off if you look at. Uh, some of the ticket sales and whatnot. We'll see. But the final, final match in the Dome, 
Um, and who knows what kind of restrictions there'll be and all that bullshit. But give Noah credit. They kept it in-house and they got the alleged final match. I I'm still, not, yeah, I, I did try I did try to preface by saying maybe the final match of Keiji Muto because you, you never... The final match of this run. Um, it is pro wrestling. But, uh, and they got the, you know, in a good transition. I mean, they you know, they got the N1 right. I mean, I, I picked Keito Kiyomiya to win the tournament at the start. And, um, you know, he, he came out of the gate and lost immediately to Jack Morris as they wanted to establish that guy. And then there was some embarrassing moments along the way, the Masakatsu-Funaki match where, you know, Funaki reluctantly um, did the job and then slapped the kid in the face after the match and humiliated him. And it's just the usual Noah bullshit. And when I saw him in the final matched up with Hideki Suzuki, I was like, oh, well, maybe he's not going to win. You know, because it's all comes down to whether Suzuki is going to do business. But um, he did. And not only that, but it was a great, great match. I went four and a half. Um, Keito Kiyomiya, I tell you, he, he very few wrestlers work harder. He works so hard. And, you know, you, you really it's impossible not to root for him and, and get behind him um, as a performer. And, and as a person, because, man, he makes these guys, these old guys, and Noah look like a million bucks, no matter who he's in there with. He does his best when he's in there with, with Muto and gets what he can out of him. This was a great match against Hideki Suzuki uh, with some tremendous drama. I managed to watch it unspoiled, some great near falls. Suzuki was great in the match. I, I don't think I've ever seen Hideki Suzuki wrestle this well. He was, you know, and I've been a critic of his, but um, he was very good here. And, you know, he did the clean job. It took two of the Shining Wizards. He, he kind of, Kiyomiya does the Shining Wizard that he stole, that he, well, not stole, but, you know, inherited from Muto. And he also has, like, his own special version of the Shining Wizard that doesn't, like, look as good. So he had to hit him with it twice. But he, Hideki also let him kick out of his shit. Like, he kicked out of that double underhook suplex. And, um, you know, it was... It was a great match with no bullshit. And a lot of the Kato Kiyomiya matches in this tournament were loaded with old guy bullshit. Uh, this one wasn't. So great match and the right guy won and he'll face Kano. And I think he's probably going to beat Kano. But Kato Kiyomiya and Kano is one of my favorite rivalries in wrestling. I will never miss it when those two guys get in the ring oh, together. Oh, no, no. And they, they've made some magic too. Yeah. And Kiyomiya is on fire and Kano is great. And the other guy is, you know, uh, Kano and Nakajima are the other two that I will never miss it when those two guys wrestle. But um, so, yeah, there you go. I think Kiyomiya will win. I don't think it's a disaster if he doesn't win. Um, but we pick on Noah and we're really hard on Noah, but you have to give him credit this week. The right guy won the tournament and Hideki Suzuki did a professional job. And really gave the kid a lot and let him kick out of all of his shit. And they got the Muda match. So, good for Noah. It's a good week for them. And it shows that, you know, we've got no problem being fair when it's warranted. All positive news coming out of there this week. So that is uh, Noah. Uh, people wanted us to talk about Noah Destiny uh, as well, which is a show that uh, you used to, it used to be able uh, available for free. 
on uh, YouTube. Let me see if it is still it. Looks like it still is for now. So if you want to watch Noah Destiny 2005, uh, it can still be found very easily. Uh, one of the all-time, all-time, all-time great wrestling shows of all time. Uh, it's just, just a fucking tremendous show. It has Masawa and Kawada in the main event. And that's like... <laughs> At like how many other matches on that show are just like <laughs> go out of your way to watch shows? So, yeah, that's an all time great show. But can I? I want to. Can I read you Kato Kiyomiya's? I know you didn't watch any of the N one. I'll read you his tournament. You tell sure. me if they did a good job. Okay. So he lost to Jack Morris, and then he lost to Masa Kitamiya. So they did the the Gato booking here. Yeah, big, right, right. Uh, he's got to come he's up. He's two. Yeah, yeah. Um, he beat Nakajima. He beat Masakatsu Funaki. I talked about that match. Funaki was a real piece of garbage at the end of that one. Uh, Kenya Okada, who obviously, you know, was the jabroni of the block. He beat Takashi Sagara. And then to win the block, he beat Satoshi Kojima. And then he beat Hideki Suzuki in the final. Well, what can you say? They did a good job with him. Yeah, that's solid. You know, I, I was critical of the Jack Morris loss. I feel like Jack Morris... There were other people he could have beat to establish him as a guy, right? Um, I saw someone in our Discord suggest Go Shiozaki. That would have been perfect. Who, by the way, is back on the shelf with another injury. That guy might be done. I mean, he just, I feel bad for him, but he's over 40 now, constantly injured. He works in a promotion where they legitimately beat the shit out of each other. I, I worry about Go Shiozaki. I do. But I feel like Jack Morris could have beaten someone else. But at the end of the day, that's a nitpick. Morris looked good on the tour. I feel like that's someone they may have found a diamond in the rough. Um, but yeah, they did a good job. You know, Kiyomiya won and, and they, they booked him well. He beat a lot of people. One match on the N1 final, though, and I know we got a lot to get to. Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf. People should go watch that. That was a very much a change of pace for, for Noah. And those two guys went out there and just did a bunch of... All of it didn't land, but I thought that a great job and earned some more uh, tours, Dragon Bane and uh, Alpha Wolf, and their little match that they had. Um, but anyway, so I guess we uh, – Rich is just putting off this WWE stuff. Rich, I have to ask you a question. <laughs> Go ahead. Why you're reluctant to embrace the Triple H era? What's going on, man? Uh, I'm not reluctant. Everyone to. Everyone loves just, it. I, I, it's new and I, it's improved from what I've heard. Uh, always improving, always newing uh, every single yes. uh, week. So it's always getting new and it's always improving, which is good. Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, it, Saturday was a very busy day for me. The entire weekend was very busy for me. Uh, I had planned on Monday just being like, "All right, I'm going to sit down and watch Clash at the Castle," but then AEW imploded. Uh, we were up till 4 a.m. doing our interaction live, so uh, that didn't work out well. And then Monday came and went. Tuesday, I was like, all right, I got to sit down and watch the class of the casual. I, I I turned, I opened Peacock, I started the file, and then I was just like, ah, I got to do, do. And then I started watching stuff for our instant react, our, 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 our new deep dive. I was like, ah, you know what? This will be nice and easy. And then, and then I will watch class of the casual. Uh, and then Wednesday came, and here we are today. So it just didn't happen. The, the television. Don't just trust me. I, I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to watch. You've been Monday doing my audio. You've been doing audio with me for over a decade, Rich. The the TV is so overrated. It's it's. You would think if you glance on a Twitter feed that these Monday Night Raws are like the second coming of fucking. They're not. They, this TV is so overrated. I mean, it is slightly better, 
you know, like the dumbest, the, the worst and dumbest shit is no longer on the shows, which is great. But they are dull as dirt. These 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 Triple H TV shows, Raw and Smack, they are just. What's the big angle? What's the big angle going on in WWE right now? Can somebody tell me? Uh, Dexter Loomis is appearing under the ring. Uh, what's the big exciting angle? What's what's Ron the thing? Strowman is back. What's the thing you're tuning in for? What's the big stuff? There isn't one. What are the great match of the year caliber matches that have been happening on Raw and SmackDown? There are none. I mean, people are just, they're creaming their pants over these little three-star matches on TV. Like, like Triple H is giving you what Dynamite's giving you every week. Or what fucking, you know, uh, it, it, the show, it, it, it's so overrated how much better these shows are. I mean, they're, they're, they're a little better. Because how could they not be? They, they were as bad as wrestling television could get. I mean, you've been banging that drum. Late era of Vince TV was just as bad as any era of bad TNA. Or the end of WCW. Yeah, dying days, WCW. That's your comparison that you always make. I don't know if it was it, it hit the depths of the worst of TNA. That's might even be a lower. <laughs> some real bad depths in that. Era. Some of the Raws were though. I mean, Raw was real rough. They for were a while. irredeemably terrible. They were irredeemably terrible for a long time. So it's hard not to be better than that. But you know, and and I don't. Again, I don't like pissing in people's cornflakes. But this idea that WWE TV is some compelling must-watch shit, it's not. I don't want to watch it anymore. I watched it for a month or five weeks. And if I didn't have this job, I would never, I, I'd stop watching again. It's, it's, it's totally overrated how the TV has been better. No doubt about that. As far as this castle show, um, similar to SummerSlam in that there were a couple really good matches on it, but there was a lot of stuff in between that is totally forgettable and skippable. You know, Gunther and Sheamus was legitimately a great match. And um, the the main event with, with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre was a dreadfully boring match that was very, that was perilously close to being a total bomb. I mean, it was bad. They weren't connecting with the crowd. It was slow. It was plotting. It wasn't working. And then they loaded up the back end of the match with all kinds of shenanigans and overbooked stuff. And that, it, the kind of stuff that usually hurts a great match actually helped this go from being a terrible match to a fun match. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. They saved it with the bullshit. Like Austin Theory came down for his cash in, but before he can cash in, Tyson Fury knocked him out, like from the crowd. And, and, and the spot like looked really good, right? And then they de- debuted Solo Sokoa. Yes. You know, he- I saw a lot of people that a lot of people excited about Solo Sokoa, even though there has not been one, to my knowledge, uh, intro uh, video or video package about Solo Sokoa. But uh... well, if you think people are going to be consistent with those kinds, oh, of okay. Things, <laughs> I, I I don't know what to tell yeah. you. A lot you of know? a lot of people excited about uh, a guy that uh, not many people know about, but. Uh, well. And that guy was overdue for for a call up, and you knew it was coming. Uh, he's legitimately major league. I, I, you know, watching him in NXT, I'm like, this guy needs to be called up because he has the presence, and he obviously has the built in storyline. I think it um, makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the match, but like bringing that guy in to be the next part of the unit, I mean, that that's perfect. It, 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 it's 
it's ideal. Uh, and, and I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I there's think enough family little... members. You could do that every single month for like two years if you wanted to. <laughs> a new family member arrives and the, you know, you can, you can come out with 27 people out there. So, Rich, calm down. We don't need Manu back. Calm down. <laughs> well, well, yeah. We don't need Manu Who's, back. Who says we? Um, Who's we? You got a mouse in your pocket? I, I, I. You know what? The way these people get excited for fucking top dollar, maybe they'll yeah. get excited for Manu. Manu. I don't know. <laughs> right. um, how's that going, by the way? Red Hot Act. Uh, uh, who was uh, that? The Hit Makers. Ah, the Hit Makers, um, yeah. Or what are they? No, hit that was their name. Hit Row. Yeah, how are they doing? Yeah, uh, I imagine them. quite well on uh, um, Friday Night SmackDown. So. so, you know, you bring this guy in, and I think that, um, you know, the crowd popped. But I think before he took the hood off, they just thought it was one of the Usos. I Because I don't think that they recognize him because then he took the hood off. And, and they probably you know, didn't, still didn't recognize me either. Once he fair. takes the hood off, he doesn't look like the he doesn't look a lot like the with the hood on. Like the he looks exactly like an Uso. Yeah, he, yes. He, yeah. The bottom half of his face looks like an Uso, but then he even takes the hood off. Then you could clearly see it's not an Uso, you know. And I think they thought it was an Uso at first, but a good angle to introduce him. And and you know they did the yanking the ref out of the ring spot. You know that's my least favorite spot in in the history of wrestling, but. Um, a lot of people think they did Drew dirty, and a lot of people think that they buried, that they killed the town with Drew not winning. I don't believe that because I think, I think the modern WWE fan doesn't view, really view it through that lens. They're just there to have a good time, and and um, you know, I think that they, I'm sure they wanted Drew to win, but I, I think that they're just there to see the show, and and you know, I I I don't agree with those takes, but um. All the bullshit at the end of that match saved the match. It was not a great match. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't lie that uh, that thirty minute forty uh, thirty minutes forty six second uh, runtime really scared me on that main event. Like, I was gonna sit down and say, you know what, I'm at least gonna watch this main event before the show starts. Uh, and, and I'll admit, I, I I was doing the show notes here, and I went thirty minutes, man. I know the finish already, like because I was spoiled on the finish, and I was like, do I really want to invest thirty minutes in this match when I already know the finish? It was 20 minutes of terrible. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was dreadfully boring. Nothing happening. The thing about the Roman Reigns two-year run or whatever is he does not have a lot of great matches. It's, it's you know, the Cesaro match was really great. Uh, the Riddle match on TV I thought was... That match was fantastic. Yeah, the Riddle-Smackdown match. That's a really good TV match. The Cesaro match I thought was, I don't want to say great, but a very good match. Definitely a notebook match. But the early part of the run was a lot of community theater stuff, which was horrid. I mean, just awful. You had the weird Finn Balor thing, right? Where with the heartbeat. <laughs> you had, uh, yeah, you had, uh, you know, some TV squashes that we really can't. Shit. Yeah, God. Good God. yeah and, and then matches like this that just didn't work, you know, that just weren't. Because the, the style that Roman Reigns is working right now is not conducive. It's not. Look, he doesn't have to go out there and have five-star classics because he's so over. And he works methodically, and he works very deliberately, and he works to his character very well. But he hasn't had, like, people are going to look back on this title run. WWE is going to play it up like it's one of the great title runs of all time. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, because lengthwise it is, and, 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 and yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff that they can do with this in the future. But, yeah, we as uh, wrestling fans that listen to this show, like... yeah. It's not that much. There's there. no meat on the bone. No. It's not a great run. And a lot of the TV has been dreadfully boring. The same, you know, we had a whole year of just, you know, 
the Usos and Roman sitting in a hotel room with Heyman, just with no storyline advancement, same shit every week. Right. There was the Brian um, stuff that was good. There was the WrestleMania match, but yeah, like you said, you kind of mentioned a few of them. Other than that, Cesaro. And then a whole lot of nothing, a whole lot of three-star matches. I mean, I, we talked about the Brock and, and Roman. I don't know what you call that last man standing yeah, match. That a was, fun yeah, I, I don't know that I could, I like, it's not a match. That I think I would ever go back and rewatch and be like, wow, look at this. Like, you know, it, it was, Spectacle. Yeah, Roman's not – listen, this title reign is not setting the world on fire like Flair in 89. And let's be honest. I mean, it's just – this isn't Brian Danielson 06 ROH. I mean, that's not what this is. This isn't Okada, you know, uh, in his big run or go even Go Shiozaki and Noah a couple years ago where every match in during the pandemic was just a great fucking match of the year contender. That's not what this title reign is, okay? It just isn't. Um, you know, and there, there's really no way to spin that. It hasn't been great in ring. Uh, he hasn't been a serious like wrestler of the year contender during this thing, and he won't be this year. I mean, Seth Rollins is the horse that they're all backing. If you're a big WWE fan, not Roman. I mean, that tells you all you need to know, you know. Um, but anyway, the other match that a lot of people liked was Seth Rollins and Riddle, or Matt. He is Matt Riddle again. So Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. I thought it was pretty good, but it didn't hit that next gear for me but it was definitely you know a, a solid watchable pro wrestling match i just think that seth rollins and matt riddle should have had a better match than they had um gunther sheamus was legitimately great it was uh gunther just with free reign to work his style and who is a better opponent for that than sheamus sheamus is willing to get the shit kicked out of him and you know for a wrestling match and he got a big standing ovation from the crowd after he lost. So um, that was by far the best match of the show. And maybe what, maybe the best match of the entire weekend, you know, it was a really great match. The rest of the show was a whole lot of nothing. Um, Bailey, Dakota Kai and EO sky, you know, against Alexa bliss, Oscar and Bianca Belair, just a little six man tag, you know, nothing match. Um, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. I thought stunk. I, that stunk. The story is Morgan is like, this plucky underdog and she's oh, God. We won that war, by the way. That 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 we don't even need to bring that up. We don't even need to take a no, victory lap on that one. Stinks. That's so yeah. right, and we were so right, and nobody cares. So she cried again. It's like, ugh, enough is enough. <laughs> and it's like the whole story is Baszler's like a bully and, uh, and yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna do these, wonders. That's gonna go great. So these submission tactics and Morgan is trying to learn submissions herself and prove that she can beat she's the, the, the champion <laughs> just go and beat people's asses come on and that's what i don't like about it i don't like champions who are like plucky learning on the job no i don't want you learning no. on the job yeah i want you you're you're the best in the world at what you do that's a good like the rocky story is great for the come up right but if you notice in those movies he kept losing to these people and <laughs> then he would have to come seek revenge like it's like it this it doesn't work for me when your champion is is presented as always the lesser in the match. It just doesn't I hate the psychology here. And she's not good enough. That's the other thing. Like good. So I thought that stunk. They're building towards another Ronda match. So that's, you know, Shayna's supposed to be like the stand-in for Ronda for now. So then Liv will go into the Ronda feud with all these new submission skills. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, it's it's cornball shit, plus she isn't very good. Then we had Edge and Rey Mysterio and the Judgment Day, and this was the big Dominic turn. Joe, Joe, I have a uh, question to ask you. 
Sure. What's your question? Okay. So uh, the the big story here at the end of this match, which I, I did not see the match, but I am aware of the story, is that uh, the big news is that despite Edge and Rey Mysterio defeating the Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, uh, Dom Mysterio has turned on not only Edge, but his father, Rey Mysterio. So now I ask you, a mulleted Judgment Day member, Dominic Mysterio, do you finally care about Dominic? You have to. You this has to be it. This has got to be it. If you don't care now, I'm never going to ask again. This is the last know, time I'm going to ask you if you care about Dominic. Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that question. I wasn't sure if you were going to ask that question. Okay. This is it. it and this is the, this for the record for people listening. This is it. I'm not, if if this doesn't make Joe care about Dominic, we're done. I'm never going to ask it ever again. The bit. I'm not will even be done. sure if he's Dominic anymore because now. He's aligned with Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. It's clearly the Dom. I think he's Subinic. I was gonna say, have they have they did that yet? Are they? Are they? Because that's clearly the implication here. If, if people have not watched the oh, yeah. story, it's that Rhea's yeah. you know stronger and, and and Dom. You know, she put Dom in a bunch of chokeholds, and then he was just like, wait a minute. So something's working here. Is- Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I I've been putting these chokeholds. I'm getting beaten up by this uh, this this very strong woman and. God, I can't lie. It's it's kind of working. And then he decided, "Fuck my dad and fuck Edge. I'm in." And now he's he wears black uh, jeans and he has slicked hair, I guess. So yeah, I, I don't know. He still has the mullet, though. He still has the mullet, uh, unfortunately. But uh, so are you I, asking I, me? So I'm asking I, you, Joe. If I Dom care about is now Subnick. a sub. Do you care about Dom Mysterio? Do I care about Subnick? Yes. Oh, I gotta tell you. The answer might surprise you. Oh, I, yeah? I I still don't care about oh, Subnick. Damn it. All right, it's over. It's done. For people asking, it's over. I, I, in fact, Rich... If this I doesn't will, do it, if, if the Dom becoming the sub doesn't make you... It's over. I'm never going to ask it ever again, so... In fact, Rich, I will never care about Subnick. Shit. I just can't care. I will never care about George Goulas slash David Flair slash... How is my phone? I, you know, I feel like I turned this phone off. To a scoop, at least? No. Oh. No. No scoop. Not a fucking scoop. Um, it ruined my bit. I, I, I will never care about Subnick or any other bad second generation wrestler. I had the whole list in my head, but now I don't even want to do it. Nicholas. Uh, it was the Watts kid. Joel. He didn't wrestle, though, right? No, Joel isn't the wrestler. Eric, 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 yes. Yeah. Joel was just a very nice, very uh, bad announcer instead. And then George Goulas is the son. Oh, let's see. I'm I'm all off. You got several Von Eriks to choose from. (laughs) There's a bevy of Von Eriks, yeah. You know, it's, uh, but, you know, Subinick might be the worst of all. I mean, he just doesn't project anything. You is, know, is he I don't better know. in the sub role? Because you you are a man who watches Monday Night Raw and uh, watched Class of the Castle. Is this is this the role he was born to play? He's not born to play anything. <laughs> he's horrible. At decent everything. professional wrestler. Uh, 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 you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. That that gimmick did not work because he's bad. So no, he the only way this could possibly work is if they put him in a leash and collar. <laughs> Go for it, right? And she just drags him around on the leash and he doesn't ever wrestle. And he's just because once he tries to do anything wrestling related, it's it's just he he has no natural ability at all. 
and he's almost 30, so it's not like it's ever going to click. He's worse than Angelo Mosca Jr. He's just the worst. I don't know, like, he's worse than Tamina. He's worse than Aaliyah. Like, I, 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 I can't think of another major league wrestler who's worse than him. He's utterly useless. So the answer question, no, I will, I do not, and will not care about Subinick. Okay, ever. well, that that for for the bit, I, I I declare over. It's over. I will never ask you again if you care about Dominic Mysterio. How about I just let you know if I decide to care? Uh, about yeah, him? let me know if anything changes. I'll just assume, and uh, uh, the listeners can just assume that you do not care about Dominic, and, and until otherwise. Uh, Reference. God, so. he fucking stinks. He just looks like a doofus, too. He just looks like a sack of shit. You know what I mean? There's nothing he does well in wrestling. Like, no. he, he doesn't look good. Remember, remember, there was people, like, pretending that he was good. Remember, they're like, oh, he's, he's picking it up pretty quickly. <laughs> he's 20 you years know, old. <laughs> do you want to know how you want to know how you know that he fucking stinks? Nobody defends him. Like, that stopped. Yeah, it, it, there was like, it, it was like after his first match, people were like, I'm oh, pretty surprisingly good like okay like and yeah that has all dissipated by like march of 2021 nobody said anything about dominic mysterio again and that your most ardent wwe defender doesn't defend dominic he has 116 matches under his belt it's never gonna happen for this guy <laughs> he doesn't he was trained a- by jay lethal lance storm ray mysterio and did time at the performance center and that is the result of Jay Lethal, Lance Storm, Rey Mysterio, and whatever the Performance Center could throw at him. Yeah, but some people just are not born to do this. No. And it's fine. Like, and that's okay. He His body is all wrong. I'm sure he works out hard. It doesn't show. He's gangly looking. It doesn't <laughs> – he doesn't have the right kind of body for the right – for to be – like even if he was athletic, I think he'd struggle. He's not athletic. He's an average athlete at best. Like, he technically does things correct because he's got great teachers, I guess. But it never looks good. It never looks crisp. It never looks natural. He can't promo. He doesn't know how to project by – he doesn't even know how to stand – like, just standing in the ring is is a struggle for him because he doesn't know how to project as larger than life. or He doesn't have the right mannerisms or facials. He doesn't do anything well. There's not one thing he does well. It's a joke that he has. If I was in that performance center or NXT, I'd be so mad that this guy and it had the father he has and he's on TV and I'm not. There's not one thing he does better than Grayson Waller. Not a single thing. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Grayson Waller. Right? You bring up, yeah, like Maddie Wahlberg. The, before he even Came to America for one second. He was already 10,000 times better than Dominic Mysterio ever was. I mean, Grayson Waller. He's not exactly Ricky Steamboat. But there's not a single thing that Dominic does better than him. And he's hardly the only one. You know, there's guys who've been doing it. Braun Breaker's been doing this six months or whatever the fuck. There's nothing that, that Dominic does better than him. Speaking of Braun Breaker... He defeats Tyler Bate to unify the titles at Worlds Collide. Um, Rich, ask me if he grabbed the match by the throat like I asked All him right, to do you last week. week said, I want Braun Breaker to grab this match by the throat and prove and 
prove to us and prove to the world that he belongs and he's the next generation. He's the next top guy. Did Braun Breaker grab this match by the balls? He did not, but this was probably the best Braun Breaker match on the whole that he's ever had. Oh, and he's Tyler been in Bates there. Is fucking tremendous. Like, I, yeah, absolutely. It, this was, I, I hesitate to call it a carry job, but Tyler Bate, I mean, he was the reason this match was as good as it was. I mean, you, you have to be honest about it. And, um, you know, Breaker, it's not as if, you know, again, I, I don't think he was bad in the match or was a hindrance to the match or anything, but it was very clear who was, uh, you know, driving the cart here and it was it was Tyler Bate but this was the best Braun Breaker match he's had matches with people like Dolph Ziggler but I thought that this match was better than the Dolph Ziggler matches um I don't know if I'd go notebook but maybe maybe close maybe close and uh Breaker unifies the titles NXT UK just got their fucking asses kicked. I was going to say, in- I, I, I did not see the show, but looking at the results, they did not do well because they uh, ended up losing their women's title, uh, lost their main title, uh, I guess pretty deadly. I, they they used to be, but only like temporarily. So they, I mean, fucking Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs lost their the NXT, and Gallus didn't win. So it did not go well. It did not seem like it went well for the, uh, the folks in uh, uh, NXT UK, but... Uh, well, you nailed the women's match because uh, Blair Davenport was, in fact, there to take the fall. Oh, man. Who could have thought? Nicholas Sakamura. Yeah. So uh, Mandy Rose unifies those titles. That's exactly why they made that a three-way. Um, the Carmelo Hayes-Ricochet match. So what they did was the mirror image, we are uh, – we are um, – the kind of matches Ricochet used to have with Will Ospreay. Right. You know I do something, about? you do something. I do something. We're, 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 we're both. Oh, my God. We're exactly the same. Right. And we're one we're of both the most tremendous together. athletes you've ever seen in your life. And I, I can't get an advantage. You can't get an advantage. Yeah. Type yeah. Stuff. Yeah. The mirror image match. Um, so that's kind of what they did there. And um, it was good. It, it was clear to me that Ricochet is better than this guy. But that's not going to shock anybody. Um. Hayes kept up for the most part. It was a really good match. They did the finish where, you know, Trick Williams cost Ricochet the match. You know, it it was like a distract like, you know, he distracted him just long enough to where Carmelo Hayes was able to react to a, a, a flippy do and then Hayes wins the match. It's like clean by heel standards, but not clean. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Clean by WWE heel standards. And Hayes is doing a deal where he puts a jersey up in the rafters of each man he defeats on this title run. So, you know, he put up the Ricochet jersey next to the Gargano jersey next to the, you know, so he's got all the opponents he defeated. Um, I give Hayes more of a chance now that Triple H is in charge. I, I His size would have been a major hindrance with Vince. It won't be as much of a hindrance with, with Triple H, but I do think he's still going to look small on the main roster. So we'll, we'll see how he looks in a big building in a, in a, in a raw ring next to fucking, I don't know, Seamus or something. You know what I mean? Um, but I give him more of a chance now. I, I don't write him off the way I did previously. He was going nowhere with Vince, but um, yeah, really good match. Notebook match for sure. I, I liked it better than the main event. And then uh, the other two matches were uh, Ricochet still only 33 years old, by the way. So yeah, there, there has been maybe four or five years that feel wasted, but yeah, still only 33 years old. Yeah, I mean, they're doing a little more with him. 
You know, this is why the WWE TV is so like overrated. Like Ricochet won a match a couple weeks ago, and people acted like, you know, fucking. It's like, well, let's slow down. Let's see if there's a push coming here. And, and all right, he won a TV match. That's nice, but um, you know, people are so eager to crown the new era. Yeah, that they haven't taken a step back. Like. The TV's really boring when you take a step back. There's nothing going on. I'll get okay. Well, like you Rich, said, what's the central story? What what's the yeah. hook now that we that we have? What, what what has happened that's made us all say, well, now you? If someone said, hey, why do, why should I tune into Raw? Like, and and you gave them X. Like, there's what is X? I don't know. Yeah. There isn't anything. It's like it's new. It's different. It's improved. If you listen and pay attention, they say wrestling once or twice an hour. Like that, I mean, you know, that's nice. They do little video packages for the Intercontinental title now. That's nice. It's I'm glad that they want to make that matter. The 24-7 thing seems to just be forgotten. That's great. The The worst of the comedy is gone, but there's still bad comedy. The Chad Gable segments, the Dexter Lumas stuff. It's awful. It's embarrassing. You know? So I don't, you know. But you're someone who doesn't watch. Rich, tell me what something specific that has buzz on WWE. Yeah, I, I really, other than it being new and improved every week, and oh, wow, it's getting better, and oh, yeah, I, it, from afar, I haven't seen anything. It's that, all generalities, right? It's yeah, never it's it's never, specific. wow, this story or that guy or this push, it's all, whoa, they're doing new things, or whoa, it's so it's so refreshing. Every episode is refreshing and, and exciting and new and improved, and yeah, I, I, I from afar... I have yet to see, you know, one thing that's like, oh, okay, that's got me interested or that's got me hooked. Let's be honest. There hasn't been a hook yet. Like, bringing back Karrion Cross and bringing back Braun Strowman and bringing back these guys that I didn't really care for in the first place. Look at me. I haven't gone back yet. I, I will. I mean, if there's something that hooks me and something that gets me, I'll, I'll start watching again. But so far. That's been, that's been the hook, bringing people back. Yeah, that's a, that doesn't do anything for me, man. And the Roman story, which started long before Triple H took over. And, and that, you know, Roman never losing. Right, like, right. That's, and that, not, that's yeah, I've, I've been there, done Triple that. H. That's not Triple H. That's you know, those shows aren't. There's not. They're not very. They're boring. They're pretty boring. They're dull. They're just not bad. Right and boring. And and a lot of people are. A lot of people are anticipating boring. A lot of people are happy to have boring. But yeah, yeah. I got a lot of wrestling in my life. I don't need boring wrestling. So yeah, I'm never excited to tune in, but I force myself to do it. Um, Katana Chance and Caden Carter defeat Doudrop. And Nikki Ash, A-S-H, um, not good at all. <laughs> I can't imagine. So. Not good, Rich. Not good. Um, I'm not a fan of Chance or Carter. Um, you know, I, what do you want me to say? It wasn't good. We had the uh, four-way with Pretty Deadly, Brooks and Jensen, Gallus, and uh, the Creeds. The Creeds, once again... Um, you know, stood out. Um, you know, we kind of talked about this. My big problem with WWE as a whole is everything just feels so inorganic and fake. And I, that's the one thing that I don't know how Triple H changes that. And I'm not even sure he wants to change that. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Everything feels, I don't know. I watch AEW and it feels like a wrestling show. I watch WWE and everything just feels fake and choreographed and um, 
inorganic and no i mean it's it's one of the reasons i don't go out of my way to watch these shows that often i mean i I, that's a big problem i I try to watch the big shows but for the most part a lot of times i'm just like like Liv morgan is not a real human she's like a cartoon right 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 she's a velvet painting of a sad clown i i you know that's such the best description of her there's I I, lo- I love pro wrestling and there's a lot of pro wrestling for me to watch. There's so much more pro wrestling that I can never ever ever watch that I don't really feel like I need to waste my time with something that I don't know what it is and I don't know yeah. that it's pro wrestling. Like Brooks and Jensen pretending to be cowboys. Yeah. Like you know, it's something that that's veneer I, to it. It's, yeah. You know who I like? I like John Moxley coming out there and saying, "Oh, this shit means everything to me, man." Nah, this nah, fuck. that's a guy that feels all. Yes. Yeah. That guy comes out and he runs through a fucking wall, and I want to run through a wall with him. So yeah. yeah. You know that feels authentic to me. Uh, Do drop does not. You know, it's just that's the thing I can't get past. Um, but anyway, it was uh, pretty deadly. Look. This was one of those typical NXT, especially the new version of NXT matches, where there's just a million people in it doing a lot of stuff. And it's just, it kind of like just your eyes are glazed over and you're like, all right, they're all doing a lot of stuff. But they're just taking turns doing stuff. You know, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so, so uh, as far as what it sounds like for this week, uh, the weekend, Gunther and Sheamus, I absolutely have to go to my way to watch. Yeah, you need to watch that. Um I forget what did you say about Rollins and Riddle? Was that a match that I... Rollins and Riddle? Most people liked it way more than I did. I okay. thought it was a good match, but a lot of people think it was a great match. And then but the... here's what you give yeah. with Rollins and Riddle. Though. Here's what you have to be ready for: R- Rollins doing all of Randy Orton's moves to to tease Riddle, like mm-hmm. a lot of mid match promos at each other. Like there's a little of that in there that might turn you off. Mm. Yeah, I don't love that. Uh, too much. And then Reigns and McIntyre, I know the finish. I saw the finish. I saw a video of the finish. I don't think I you need, don't need to watch Yeah, that. I'm not going to spend 30 minutes of my life watching that. Now, so. if you saw, you can, that's the perfect kind of match where you just need to watch the YouTube video. Yeah, that's what I did. I watched a five-minute yeah. YouTube video that showed some highlights, and then I saw the finish, and I went, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I would watch Hayes and Ricochet. H- Hayes and Ricochet, okay. It's not going to, It's listen, they didn't reinvent the wheel, but you like good wrestling, and that was, you know, it was good wrestling. It was, you know. Ricochet's well-versed in that kind of match. You know what I mean? The the mirror image match. You know, so... Uh, yeah. And the main event, I think, if you're interested in the development of Braun Breaker and you want to see Tyler Bate with the mothballs wiped off of him, then, you know, I think that's worth a watch, too. Everything in the middle is entirely and completely skippable. You don't need to watch. Okay. Yeah, I, I might watch Breaker and, and, and Bate just to kind of see. It's 17 minutes, and I I, I really do like Tyler Bate. So. Uh, Pretty deadly one with the gimmick finish. I'm not watching was, that. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, just saying. Just saying. Uh, yeah, don't, don't worry. I'm not uh, uh, not going on my own. They had uh, – what was the finish? It was uh, – someone came in as a – I can't even remember now. Someone in the chat helped me out with the uh, – so that we could end this 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 merciful words collide. Joe, I do have some news uh, while we wait for that answer. There, Royal Rumble to the Alamo Dome will occur at San Antonio's Alamo Dome on January twenty eighth. Are you going to watch no World Wrestling Entertainment's what? the Royal Rumble? No, all right. I would never <laughs> skip through a WWE. Come on, no. Not at, at the Alamo Dome, you're not going. No. You love you San Antonio. Trying... You love San Antonio. 
I love San Antonio. I, you know he loves San Antonio. <laughs> I, I'm neutral on San Antonio. Everyone's I've, neutral. Does anybody truly love San Antonio? I mean, there's nothing wrong with it's San Antonio. Fine. It was, okay, Damon Kemp, which is the other Steveson. Yeah, who apparently is far better than the, the, the actual Steveson that now is... Hey, what happened to Gable Steveson, by the way? <laughs> well, the rumor is he fucking stinks. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's yeah. The rumor is he stinks um, and he doesn't like this and they don't like him and nobody likes him and then we're just gonna go away. So, so Damon Kemp turned on the Creeds and then you know pretty deadly got the cheap heel win. They were those were the final two teams. Got it. And and they didn't say this. We talked about this on instant reaction the other night, but they didn't say this, but. It seems like Kemp, and I didn't watch NXT yet this week, but it seems like Kemp might have been the guy who attacked Roddy Strong in the uh, parking lot because parking lot attacks are back. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually don't mind that. That's like a Triple H trope. It's funny. The parking lot attacks are back. So, um, no, I listen, I have no, look, San Antonio's fine. You get some good Mexican food out there for sure. I have I had some good meals there. I will say that. Nothing wrong with the river walk. You want to take your fucking wife to the river walk with your girlfriend. <laughs> it's a per, it's a perfectly acceptable, like just generic river walk. Yeah, you stop at Howl at the Moon and, and all these generic places that you can go anywhere else in the world but are also here, you know. Yeah, but there's also some um there's some decent restaurants too uh, on the river walk and there's some really nice hotels you can stay in and things like that. Um, where the fuck do we stay when we go there? Is it called uh, the George maybe, or is that somewhere else that we stayed? Uh, the George in, in, no, no, the George is uh, like anyone cares where I stay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, yeah. no, 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 the are they going to give us a pl- Are they going to give us some money? Then don't, no, don't say their fucking name. But the George is here. That's where we go sometimes. I, I forget this. I forget the hotel we stay in in San Antonio, but it's great one of those story, old, Joe. Fantastic story. Thank you so much. It's one of those old for... historical hotels. There's a lot of old historical hotels yes, in yeah, San yeah. Antonio, too, where if you're going for a little getaway and a little fucking crate action with the nurse, you know, you go to one I'm of these. I'm not nice going hotels. to San Antonio for that. Trust me. It could be romantic to get away. You stay in a nice hotel that you can't afford. Everyone needs to do that. I now can do that. Go, yes, I agree with that general idea. I do not agree with doing that in San. I'm not going to San Antonio to do that. So, no. Offense. I'm, I'm, well, I live in Texas. Where do you want me to go? Oh, I, to I see to what you're saying. Okay, okay. Because I'm like, I'm not going to San Antonio for like a, a, a weekend sex romp. I'm, it's a very expensive <laughs> trip. Yeah. You would do that in fucking Gary, Indiana. I do that. Uh, yeah, in, uh, well, maybe not Gary, Indiana. Yeah, maybe Indianapolis. Maybe Indianapolis. Indianapolis. You know, you find an old fucking. But you know, I forget the name of the. Well, there's a there. there's a hotel. If you're ever in the, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I I have once done this at a hotel, uh, in Milwaukee. Not with the nurse, with the previous girlfriend. Uh, the name of the hotel is called the Fister. Oh, the Fister. The Fister Hotel. Right. It's, a, it's a very old. Look it up. You can look it up on your own. The Fister Hotel, and uh, that's where me and the Detroit Pistons stayed at one time. So. Mm. <laughs> that's what I rode an elevator with Ben Wallace. So uh, anyway, that's, that's the end of that. There's a uh, there's a famous hotel in in Dirty Jersey called the Loop Inn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Off of uh, Route One in uh, in in Rawway, right by Rawway Prison, and it uh, it Janelle, has. Has Janelle ever been there? or What? Um, I, I promise you that Joey Janela has been to the loop end. There's no way he hasn't been. But um, it's famous for its jungle room, which Ooh. is everything that you're imagining in your head right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
vines from the ceiling that you could swing off of like Tarzan. Fucking, you know, uh, uh, a bathtub shaped like a, like a fucking moat with fucking leaves in it and shit. Like, yeah, it's that, now that very... sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, so that, it's actually funny. We were looking at uh, this is ridiculous, and then we'll sign off in a second. Uh, we're looking at a hotel. We we're going to some random place in like Wisconsin, and we were looking at hotels. And I found this one hotel, and it's like, yeah, it's affordably priced or whatever. So I click in at the rooms, and they're all like themed rooms. It's like, uh, it, it was like, you know, this. Like you said, the jungle room and the 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 captain's office or something like that. Yeah, or yeah. Caesar's palace. And it's yeah. all like these weird. And I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. I show the nurse and I'm like, ah, oh, it's ridiculous. She's like, that was kind of fun. So she was into it. I We ended up not booking it because the only weird one that was available was like uh, strains. But uh, you're right. It, it did uh, did seem to uh, get her a little excited to take a, See, got, take a romp close. at the Caesar's palace. It looked like it looked horrific. Like, do not bring a black light for, to that room for sure. I would. That that might be a, uh, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know if I would feel comfortable uh, getting it out of one of those rooms, but. Uh, you almost got a little subinic action there. I did, yeah, I did, yeah. I can't find this fucking hotel that I stay in. It's, it's probably better that people don't know where I stay in. That, track. yeah, yeah, that probably. Uh, track me down and kill me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. What do we got? Are we done the with Alamo this? fucking stinks, though, by the way. Do not go to the Alamo. No, the Alamo definitely the stinks. Alamo. <laughs> well, let me just put it on the record. If you're going to go to San Antonio, go to the Riverwalk, eat some delicious Mexican food, buy a lucha mask from one of the street vendors, do not go to the Alamo. Or, you know what? Walk near the Alamo and play the game of, am I at the Alamo or am I not at the Alamo? Because that's the game I played. Is I walked around, and I said, well, that can't be it. <laughs> the Alamo's got to be somewhere around here. And then I was told, no, that's the Alamo. And I went, oh. And then I turned around and went back. So. It's awful. It's the smallest, most insignificant thing you will ever see in your life. It is so... I walked by and said, well, that has to be a reproduction of the Alamo. That can't possibly be the Alamo. You know... No, it was the Alamo. To be fair, it's just a fucking fort. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's just... It's I mean, smaller than you even think it is. Yeah. I right? Mean, it's it's the, so small. It's just a fort. And there's just like know? people walking around it and just kind yeah. of gallivanting around it. And you're like, All and right. for such a historical building, they don't protect it very well. You could like just touch the walls. I just walked in. I was like walking around. And that's why I thought they like, this can't possibly, I thought this was like, all right, we'll pay your admission here. But if you want to, if you want to see what the Alamo looks like, walk around this right. place. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's uh well, there's that whole area you can walk around behind the Alamo where like, Allegedly, you know the guys all hung out. DV Crockett and those little motherfuckers. I don't care. Uh, who else was at the Alamo? Uh, <laughs> Thunder Rosa. Jim Bowie was he there? The Bowie knife guy. Shawn Michaels, or, uh... Jose Lothario, and Thunder Rosa. I believe we're all. All right. Um, yeah, I guess we're done, right? Yeah, I got nothing else for you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, though, if you're trying to. Uh... I believe it's haunted, Joe. If you ever want to go, ah, I don't fuck with haunted hotels. Yeah, I'd stay away from the the Fister Hotel then in uh, in Milwaukee. So no, I I don't fuck with that. I mean, I don't necessarily believe, but I don't not believe either. That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. I hate to. This is more of a a Halloween show, but I'm exactly where you're at. Like, I don't I don't think I believe in ghosts, but I I don't want to tempt fate. I don't want to tempt fate. Just in case. Just in case. I don't want to be made to believe in ghosts. Yes, yes. I like where I'm at yeah. right now. So, Yeah. 
I'm in a good space with that, and I don't want to change that. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you there. So, all right, that is it for the flagship uh, podcast. Instant reaction live. If you want even more about this whole AEW situation, that was recorded, uh, streamed live on Sunday night. So we'll review all of uh, all out. Uh, during that show, we went, I think, two hours and 15 minutes or two and a half hours or something insane. Uh, talked about the CM Punk presser. A uh, bunch of other stuff available there at FlagshipPatreon.com. Uh, also, FlagshipPatreon.com, a new match of the week. Just a totally random choice by you, Joe. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart uh, from Survivor Series. Just a, a spin of the wheel, and ah, that's what it came up with. A famous match from Survivor Series 1997, Shawn Michaels uh, versus Bret Hart. A new episode of Goldberg 173 and 1 just dropped. Uh, new Joe Eats just dropped, so plenty of available for you uh, at FlagshipPatreon.com. $5 tier and the $10 tier as well. So VoicesWrestling.com for the rest of uh, website content that we mentioned, and uh, that's it for us. So for Joe, I'm Rich. We'll talk to you next time on the Flagship Podcast. Take care.